Welcome back to The Answers Obvious, where you have the questions and we have the answers. This is Thursday, October 11th, 2018, episode 14. You know, people always be asking me questions all the time, like, Stevie G, how can I listen to The Answers Obvious? I tell them, The Answers Obvious! You can access our first episode, this episode, and every other episode that follows by subscribing to The Answers Obvious podcast in the iTunes podcast store. You can also find that direct link in the bio of my Instagram profile at Stevie G, Stevie G, and my pinned tweet on Twitter at Tweety G, Tweety G. You can also find that on The Answers Obvious Instagram account in the bio at The Answers Obvious on Instagram. And please be sure to follow that so we can do numbers on that bitch. I'm joined tonight, as always, by... The co-host with the co-most, Rachel Young. What's up? A.K.A. Dat bitch. <laughs> Rachel, any shout-outs? Any blast? Anyone um, you want to put on blast? Shout-out to my sister and brother, who I went to go visit in Asheville last weekend. It was magical. Magical. Lots of nature. Lots of beer. That Asheville's known for that. Lots of beer, lots of nature, lots of dope graffiti. Yeah. Very true. Have you have you been to Asheville before? I went I stayed thirty minutes outside of Asheville for Josh McKee's bachelor party at oh, this yeah. badass cabin, but we went in for like three or four hours to to brewery hop. So there's this like I don't know exactly where it is because I still don't know my way around, even though my brothers lived there for like four years but there's this like you can see this graffiti somewhere in west Asheville, and like it doesn't look like it kind of looks like it ends where you can see it from the road but if you keep going it's like buildings covered it's crazy is it is it by a lake or yeah, a river walk or something broad that's river. it i remember you posting that one time when you yeah. were visiting it's really cool see i wish i could have seen that we saw some on the on the sides of uh, different buildings, restaurants and breweries. But I remember that I remember specifically that picture of yeah, yours. And it was that, everywhere. That's dope. Well and uh, my sister's boyfriend is a graffiti artist, so he showed us that. I would have never known. Well he also only rides a bike, so he can see a lot of things that people who only drive cars don't get to see. <laughs> we need some more graffiti and murals and street art in Nashville. I think that there's way more. I think that it's... It's on the come up. Yeah, it for definitely sure. is. It's on the come up. Because that... Uh, have you been driven past the... On Charlotte, that big wall? That's like totally finished now. Yeah. Did you you know what it used to look like? No. God, it was so ugly. Think of like UPS brown and yellow, but stripes, like diagonal stripes. And it was, it was uh, for Bell South. And what? it just alternated. It was like... Big brown stripe, small yellow one, and then it would slowly change to where the yellow was big and the brown was small. Ugh, I don't like that at all. And it was like that for several years, so it faded to like this light brown and like cream color. It just, it, it was just like, ugly. Oh, it, so it just went away. Cause I'm like, I don't remember ever seeing that. I remember us saying, like, yo, it'd be cool if there was some graffiti there or or a mural, if yeah. you don't want to call it graffiti. There, there's some close to, uh, close to, our office around the corner there's like this alley where that church is or really that, oh yeah, yeah, that yeah. Alley that's directly part of the like nashville walls project 
That's a thing? Yeah, they like flew in a bunch of different art, like famous graffiti artists to paint different stuff all over the place. Look that's, it up. It's really cool. Yeah, that's sick. So right outside my window, there's a building that I think there's one tiny window in the top right, and then the rest is just all red brick, like maybe five or six floors. That needs to be a mural. And then that really weird red building on 2nd Avenue that kind of blocks all the 2nd Avenue. It looks, I don't want to call it mesh, but if metal was, if mesh was a metal, that's what it would kind of look like. I don't know what you're talking about. It's, I'll, sh- I'll show you. It's this, it's this big building, and apparently it has to do with the, the AT&T, the Batman building, the AT&T Tower. It like, it's where all the backup generators are or something. Oh, okay. So th- it's a building that really ser- it serves a big purpose, but there's maybe, I can only imagine you know, just a few people that are in there just monitoring, you know, monitors, <laughs> staring Sounds at like screens. A fun, fun job. Right. Just think of Homer Simpson kicking back in that in that room monitoring stuff. But be dope to put a big-ass mural on that. Yeah. I feel like in the next, like, five-ish years, most thing- walls like that downtown will be covered in murals or something. Yeah, it needs to be. Speaking of graffiti. What's up? Did you see... Where Banksy's artwork self-destructed? Yes. <laughs> Ultimate troll. Troll life. <laughs> For those who are unfamiliar with Banksy, Banksy is a world-renowned graffiti artist, muralist, and all of his works uh, pertain to uh, social issues. He does a lot of stuff in in really uh, really harsh places in the world. So, like for example, West Bank, Gaza Strip. He does stuff there, and he's uh, he's anonymous too, right? Yeah. So what what did this guy do? There was an auction, right? Yeah, there was an auction, and his print was like framed in this mat. Now that I like look at know what happened, and I'm looking back at the frame. It's, it's a like, massive frame. It's so thick. It's huge. It's like a shadow box almost. You <laughs> it know? is like a shadow box. So so he did he did a print, and it's his classic one. It's like the it's the um it's the girl with the with the balloon or mm-hmm. something. Girl with balloon, I so, think is what it's called. Yeah, and 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 by the way, just to comment, Banksy's stuff is like all stenciled art. It's all stenciled spray paint. So that way he can do it really quick in these very hard to get to places and and, and dip out. But it, there's a video on his Instagram page, at Banksy, and it shows him, face blurred of course, installing this fucking shredder <laughs> in the bottom of the frame. I haven't seen that. I'll have to look at yeah, that. Yeah, and, and so there's this That's auction. so crazy. There's this auction, and it goes for, were you able to find out how, how it much says, it went for? Um, 1.4 million euros. So. Okay. I got the I got the converter right here. One point one point four million euros. <laughs> okay, hold up. One. Does four. it ever say who? I don't think it ever says who bought it. So that's that's one point six million dollars. That's insane. So they're going into the auction. They're doing it, and what they do is when they bring in the piece of art that they're auctioning, they hang it on the wall for everyone to see it. And right after, dude, bang the gavel, gavel, and I guess they cut the check or whatever. You just hear <laughs> everyone's face. Everyone was freaking out. I mean, I would freak out too, like if I was organizing the auction. Yeah. Honestly, if I were the person that bought it, I'd still like 
Fuck yeah. I, I would hang it as is. It. Yeah, because it only it only went better, halfway, now, right? You know? it, I think it did only go halfway. And that's dope. So not only did you get a Banksy piece, you got that Banksy piece. Yeah, like that's incredible. And I bet that son of a bitch was in the audience. I bet he was probably too. dressed up in a tuxedo, <laughs> no one knowing who the hell he is, and pushed that remote to make that thing go through the shredder. It's crazy that he's been able to remain anonymous for so long. Yeah, uh, I've I've seen a video because see I remember at one point his Instagram was not very active at all. It's mm-hmm. started I think this year alone I recognized it becoming more active uh, with the postings. But there's there's one that's like a time lapse sped up thing of him doing a piece on uh, on the the wall that divides Israel from Palestine, and he's like up on a ladder and someone like pull, pulls up the ladder. And he does it real quick, and he has different different parts of it, and like maybe n- no further than like fifty yards around the corner, there's Israeli soldiers just chilling that didn't see him doing it. That's crazy. Yeah, cool stuff. His bio on Instagram says, "Not on Facebook, not on Twitter." Fuck you, Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> Instagram is the best, though. Yeah, how many followers does he have? 4.6 million followers following no one of course. following no one following an anonymous <laughs> it could be it could be anyone it could be like it could how did he get verified it could be 50 so it could be 50 people that's that's banksy who knows <laughs> that's dope uh do you have any shout outs or people you want to blast oh man uh not off the top of my head right now <laughs> that's good that is I good feel like right we're opposite in that way well i didn't blast anyone yeah i could i'm sure i could be petty and blast someone right now yeah you probably could i think it's been a good week yeah All oh i right. know oh, i got one blast oh shit laguardia airport fix your shit you've been <laughs> under construction for like 30 years oh yeah talk about your trip it's a laguardia is a shithole and they say it'll be it'll be ready in like five or six years, and I'm like, okay, I hear five or six years, but it's like fifteen years probably. That's crazy. Uh, last last week went up to New York. Was supposed to go up there with Orin for that Thursday. Uh, the Preds were playing the New York Rangers for their home uh, season opener at the world famous Madison Square Garden. I was already going to be up in New York for my cousin Chelsea's wedding. And I was going to fly up with my parents Friday, but Oren mentioned to me, hey, let's go up there, let's go to the game, because he was going to go up there and visit his his family. I think his mom was coming up, and they were going to stay with his uncle and cousin and, and all that. Well, Oren got really sick the week before, and he it, he was day, to, day by day, uh, or day to day on Monday, and then Wednesday he said, man, I can't go. I was like, it's all good. So early flight Thursday, went to a WeWork. That sucks. Worked all, worked all day, which the WeWork... <laughs> Stuff was cool. They, they're, yeah. they're everywhere. I didn't realize you could go to whatever we work you wanted. Just one credit per person, and they're all they're all unique. Like this one looked cool, but everything, all the amenities are the same. Even I mean, the people are great. It's cool. You can like I think I told you I went in there. My com- laptop was already connected to Wi-Fi. It was already connected to the printers. That's really cool. So you can go in and out. It's dope. And then great work. We work. Yeah. Good job. Then uh, my boss Chris was who works uh, works out of home office in Brooklyn, but occasionally goes into the WeWorks. 
uh, he came and joined me because he was in the city for a meeting. So I got to hang with the U.S. head honcho and uh, drop my luggage off afterwards because there's hella luggage storage places over the city, especially by like Grand Central Station and Penn Station. So travel tip, if you catch the early flights going up to New York and you can't check into the hotel till 4 p.m. because that's some <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. And and who wants to who wants to get somewhere, you know, get into the city at three o'clock or four o'clock right before rush hour? Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be terrible, a bad time. Yeah, that's nice. When you travel, how big is your suitcase? I normally bring a carry on and a backpack, mm. so enough to. But for this one, because the wedding was a camping wedding, I'll get to that in a second. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I had my parents bring <laughs> a uh, a larger one, so just in case we had, you know. I mean, three of us, three different pairs of hiking boots, camping boots, whatever. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. Yeah. But still, so, so some WeWorks are 24-7, and you can, you know, drop your stuff off. But this one closes at 6. But luckily, like I mentioned, there's a lot of places around New York that you can actually drop your luggage off, and they'll, they'll watch it for however long. And it's a dollar per bag per hour. Wow. So 10 bucks. Worth I'd, it. And it was three blocks away from Madison Square Garden. So, of course, I'm wearing my Preds shirt. <laughs> and uh, I got the ticket for, it was relatively inexpensive for the seats. Get there. Surrounded by Rangers fans. It was great. I've never, I've never been an, uh, uh, an away fan before yeah. uh, for hockey. I, I went to a Titans-Falcons game in Atlanta years ago. That was interesting. <laughs> that was fun. Different experience. But this one was cool. Preds won. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so that that was cool. And then um, next day, met with my parents, and we drove to, like, mid-state New York. Uh, can't remember the name. I think it's in the Catskills Mountain region. Shit looks just like here, just very rural and country, except people don't talk like this. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a tractor supply store there. And hearing these these Yankee farmers talking their accent was just so funny. That just is like, funny. yeah, get you a couple of them flannels and uh, yo, Susan, do we need some more boots? <laughs> like, we need to get we need to get back. The I don't know. It was, it was funny. really funny. It was really funny. Uh, but it was my cousin Chelsea's wedding. Congrats, it was, Chelsea. Yeah, shouts to Chelsea and Jason. Welcome to the fam. <laughs> I, I like this dude. He's good. That's good. Apparently, they were roommates. Years ago, and they've been best friends. Oh wow! So so you Orin, never know, Oren. <laughs> it could happen. Yeah, uh, it was cool. They're they're so happy, and my cousin Chelsea is just the, one of the most genuine people I know. It was it was fun. Small wedding too. Like there were maybe thirty. Explain people. more about the camping. So it was on this it was on this farm, and the the couple who owns the farm. I believe they've done a couple events before, but th so they have like an event tent and then there's like attached to the house. There's like this outdoor kitchen so you can do catering and event stuff. But then they got all this acreage and a pond and everything and like out into the woods and it's all, you know, there's mixed between woods and, and grassy fields and all that. And it was so cool. They, they had this big burlap bag as like your gift bag. And inside it had all sorts of just camping amenities. But inside there was a map where it showed where your campsite, where your tent was. Cute. I love this. It, it was pretty cool. Now, here's the thing. I, I do like camping. 
Was it hot? It was cold. The first night, it was, it was cold. It was so cold. Ugh, I love camping when it's cold. And I tried. Were you not prepared? Well, my cousin, so they had everything because they knew people were going to well, come Well, but in. I mean, like, were you not prepared for the temperature? I was prepared, but I just don't do well in cold in general. If it's, like, even today, it felt nice, but now it's, I ain't trying to hang outside that I long. I love when it's cold. It's, it's not the worst thing. But I just, it's so much easier to like get warm than it is to cool off. That's true. That's true. I just couldn't fathom sleeping in 42 yeah. degree weather. Such an Aquarius. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. That's, isn't it an air sign? Not a cold air sign. It's a hot air sign. But so I stayed, I stayed up, I stayed up late till I think a couple of guests were coming in around midnight. And that's when I went to my tent. They hooked me up with the air mattress. So were you like by yourself? So or each, were you with your parents? My parents and my aunt and uncle stayed at this bed and breakfast about 10 minutes oh, away. okay. Where I eventually joined them. Joined them. <laughs> All right. So, but here, here, here's the thing though. We checked into the Airbnb, or not Airbnb, the, the B&B. The B&B. No air. And the, the upstairs of it had three bedrooms. One for my aunt and uncle, one for my mom and dad. And they were like, the host said, hey. There's an extra room, too, if y'all need it. And I'm just thinking, fuck, I yeah. Did, yeah. That's what's up. Well, and sleeping on an air mattress for many nights in a row can suck. Like, one or two, it's fine. Yeah, and and again, I made the attempt. I got into the tent. Air mattress was already blown up. It was all good. Got into the, the uh, sleeping bag that can withstand 30-degree weather. Wow. But your boy was still cold. Wow. I was really cold. And it was difficult. So after about an hour, I said, fuck it. Let me make my <laughs> escape. And I started walking back up the trail. It was about a 10-minute walk back to the cars. And I'm thinking, perfect. No one's going to see me dip out. <laughs> but I see this I see this head lantern light walking my way. And I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> and it's my cousin Natalie. And I was like, yo, I know I'm dressed the same way you saw me. But I promise you, I just got redressed. And... I'm too cold, <laughs> so I will see you in the morning. Okay. Especially just laying there cold, knowing that there's a warm bed. Yeah, I understand. So, uh, so that was that first night. The next next morning, um, we 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 ate and then we got right out there. It was dope. Weather was perfect, and I hung there until about the same time that night. Big ass bonfire, like we were gonna burn a witch at the stake or something. <laughs> I mean, it was huge. Uh, the the food. All the food for all the meals, the rehearsal dinner, dinner, the snacks, the breakfast, everything was all home fucking grown. Yeah. The chickens we ate Damn. to all the different fruits and R. vegetables. chickens. Yeah. I respect and that, though. They were happy. That, I think they were. They just, lived a good life. They were just plucked like two days before or wow, something. Wow, that's crazy. Fresh ass chicken. Uh, and then s'mores. Do you like s'mores? I do like s'mores. We should have a bonfire soon and bust out them smos. Yeah, we should. Have you ever had a s'moreo? Uh, no, I haven't. It's where the bottom is graham cracker, then you put the chocolate, then the marshmallow, and then the top, you guessed it, is an Oreo. Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. I'm a, ro I'm a marshmallow roasting expert. Oh, okay. Like, yo, yo, marshmallows, uh, yo mama's so fat, <laughs> just straight roasting marshmallows. <laughs> Oh, anyway, wow. it was it was a good time. It, it was it was a great time. 
I love seeing my cousins. I'm very blessed. All my cousins, I think the everyone's within like four years of each other each way. Phil's That's the youngest fun. on both sides. Baby the, Phil. Yeah, the oldest is, I think, 33. Yeah, I feel like the older me and all my cousins have gotten, the closer we've become. Hell yeah. And now it's more fun because... Like we you can s- drink. You, you can drink. You have money. You can drive. Yeah, you, you can have do, money. You can do shit. So it's dope. So now, um, so Chelsea and Jason are going to come down at some point and visit. And then uh, Mason and Cecilia are going to come down to Nashville and visit. So we both of them haven't really seen Nashville. Uh, I mean, even if they had seen it years ago, it would be nothing like it is now. Yeah. Uh, so looking forward to that. But it was, it was fun. But And then... And then uh, the the drive back uh, from Mid State, we we went through uh, through New Jersey, over the George Washington Bridge, great views of Manhattan and all of that, and then got to LaGuardia Airport. Let's bring it back around full circle. <laughs> that place is trash. Like I, it's a busy ass airport. Is it? We took an eighth grade field trip and we flew into LaGuardia, but that's the only time that I've been. It looks the exact same. <laughs> I promise you, it is. It is so small uh, for for the gates and the seat, uh, sitting areas and all that. There was a fucking crow that had gotten inside. I didn't post it a on crow? my story. A fucking bird flying back and forth <laughs> trying to land on shit. Oh my gosh, that's kind of terrifying. Yeah, it's not a good omen to and see well, a crow that, before yeah. you get on a fucking plane. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is this is my oh time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's funny. Nashville's Poor airport crow. is dope. It's yeah, the the carpet is pretty ugly. Yeah. Uh, it's I, I feel like I see that on everyone's Instagram story when they're either coming or going. They're like, Ugh. I'm back. Yeah, <laughs> I'm back. Ugly ass carpet. But Nashville did it right. Flying back in. This is my first time flying back in on a Sunday evening. Is dead. No, it is fucking lit. What? Oh my god. Anytime I've gotten back on a Sunday, it's been like, well, I get in at like 10, 11, something Probably like that, dead. And All there's right. no one there. Our flight was at 425 okay. uh, Eastern. See, yeah. When I so, flew back from Isabel's Bachelorette, I got in at a normal time and there were a lot of people there. Yeah. I'm that I mean that Uber lift area was just I mean it was it was hor- it was hor- horrific. I always call my lift like while I'm getting my bags so that it's like usually right there yeah. when I get there. That's smart. They they may need to I'm smart. Smart. <laughs> smart stuff. Yeah, it'll be it'll be good. And then I did the pro move because the typically the pro move is you don't fly back on a Sunday evening if you have to work Monday. Mm-hmm. God forbid your flight gets delayed, canceled, or your ass gets in late at like 2, 3 a.m. Yeah, that sucks. Fuck that. So I took Monday off. That's and I, smart. Your boy had a personal day. Well, and was Tuesday or Wednesday World Mental Health Day? Tuesday. You took it a day early. Yes. Good for you. I don't feel like you take time off for yourself. We are saying on the way over here in two days – from now, three years anniversary at Ditto. That's crazy. And your boy has probably taken a total of eight days off. That's so crazy. In three years. Do you have PTO? No. It, so check this out. We go off of, because we're a global company, we go off of the UK uh, labor laws. What? So they get they get something like, 
I don't know, 25 days. They, they essentially get a, a month off, if you think of it. Yeah, holiday. Um, so we get a total of, with the ho- with the actual holidays, like Christmas, 4th of July, MLK, we have 28 days off. Wow. So that's eight. That's eight days of U.S. federal holidays, bank holidays, and then we get 20 off. Now, in the Philippines, there are no federal bank holidays or days off. So if you live in the Philippines, you pretty much work nonstop unless your company gives you benefits. But I don't think that's – I could be wrong. This is just going from what my boss was telling me a while back, that um, they don't give, like, days off or something. So It's fucked up. <laughs> in the, so, if, if, so our guy, Jeno, in the Philippines, he gets 20 days off. Fuck, yeah. So uh, – so yeah, I've I've now I think I've used three this year. What the fuck, dude? And I'm about to take a lot of You're time a, off soon. You might be a workaholic. Twerkaholic. <laughs> yeah. Which we'll get to later when we talk about the main the main topic the of main discussion. Topic, yeah. So real quick, y'all. If you are new to the answers obvious, here's how we do the damn thing. We break each topic down into segments, which you can find listed in the description of this episode, and you will be able to know when each segment begins because we will put a time cue next to each segment listed. So this way, you can see what you're getting into, you can skip the boring shit, that long-ass intro of our, what do we have there, quick and witty banter. None of that shit was boring. Right. Of course, none of our shit's boring. (laughs) Yeah. Also, if you only have time for one segment, then you can listen to it on your way to the gym or to work or to the commute, you know, your commute, whatever. Um, or if you get triggered easily, you can skip that shit because, you know, we we be pulling the trigger around here. Rachel keeps of, that thing on a her. A lot of hot topics. A lot of hot topics. <laughs> We're talking about the topics that, uh, that you know, people think about. They don't want to say. <laughs> we say them. We Stevie put it out says there. them and I cringe. Yes. <laughs> Not a lot makes me cringe. <laughs> like an Aquarius. Just like an Aquarius. <laughs> um, before we get into tonight's main segment, let's just go over some quick Nashville news. Nash news. So, do you like sushi? I love sushi. Do you like bean rolls? I... I think that's just a creative name for a burrito. Yeah. <laughs> Like, should we explain what bean rolls are? A, a, bean, uh, a bean roll is the signature dish at Gold Rush in Nashville on Elliston Place. Which is Place. like one of the, is it like the oldest smoking bar or what's their like claim they to don't fame? Smoke, they don't smoke there anymore. Not anymore? No, I thought it, that there was two different sides. It was like, like the smoking side and the... See, I don't think... Back when I was doing social for them, they had a smoking side and a... Could you smoke in the billiard room? Where the pool, the two pool tables you couldn't, are. So when you walk in the door, you could smoke on the left, left side, side, and you couldn't on the well. And there's that middle room. The mi- So I think the so I think those two are non-smoking, and the far one with the bar is smoking. Well, I feel like a couple years ago, or this this was definitely this was definitely sometime last year. I had just finished eating at Samurai, <laughs> and I went over to uh, Gold Rush and was playing pool with Sizzle. And I lit up a cig, and I asked someone for an ashtray. And they're like, man, you can't smoke in here. What the fuck's you doing? And I was really? like, I was like, yo, I thought this was a gold rush. I thought you could smoke in here. He's like, nah, not anymore. You can't. I was like, really? since when? He goes, man, it's been about a couple years. 
I don't know. That's crazy. Hashtag cigs inside. Um, For the record, I do. I no longer smoke cigarettes. Didn't your dad work there? Or did he just go there? If you go, if you go into that room, if you go into the Gold Rush, take a left before you go into the main bar, and you're in the the room with the pool tables. There is this giant. I don't know how big. It's it's got to be like a five foot by five foot blown up photo of the Gold Rush squad from the seventies and eighties. And on the left, with that long black Italian hair, <laughs> with a, with a stain on his shirt, is my pops, Paulie G. On his shirt. Yeah, he was he was a bartender there. The OG for years. G. So the Gold Rush was like a staple in Nashville. It was across from the Exit Inn and Elliston Place for our out of town listeners. Elliston Place was like the Rock District of Nashville, and they actually had a block party for the Exit Inn a couple years ago. It was like they're celebrating their fortieth or something. Mm-hmm. And Gold Rush isn't too far behind, if not older. Um, everyone's played at Exit Inn and. A lot of times they would go across the street to the Gold Rush to celebrate after. Well, and that was kind of like the closest, besides like Cafe Coco. I don't know how long that's been around, but like late night. It was eats, late night, like close to that. Exactly. Close so, to exit in. Exactly. So you had you had the rockers, you had the bikers, you had the Vandy students, and good combo. And, and they all, but, <laughs> right? That's what I said. But they all got along, which is crazy. They uh, all they gold all got rush along. Bringing people together. So, so it was one a spot. bean roll at a time. One bean roll at a time. No, that's good. Was that part of the that social media campaign? <laughs> should have been. Damn. <laughs> and then and then right next door you got Samurai Sushi, which has won best sushi in Nashville several years in a row. I'm sad I didn't go there enough. Well, if if those that are listening have been able to t- tell from the context clues. Oh, <laughs> I get it. Samurai Sushi and Gold Rush, and I imagine everything else in that strip. So there's a, a Obi's Pizza. There's that guitar shop, the music shop. There's like a boutique. Smack Clothing or something. Yeah. That building is being sold. What about is the – how close is the inn? That's not connected, is it's it? It's not connected, but I wouldn't be surprised if because it, it may be on the same property. Yeah. Love the inn, but that's a shithole. It's it definitely is a shit gonna hole. get torn down. They don't have liquor there. It's just beer, right? Is it? I I can't remember. Uh, I think I was underage the majority of the time that For I real? went there, and uh, the last time I went, I didn't drink. So, the, the, in the last few times I've been there, I've I haven't drank. So, I I don't None know. None of I, us know. I, I, no, <laughs> I think it was just beer that night. Um, but yeah, very sad. That's, that is sad. And y'all have heard me talk about this in past episodes about Nashville changing. I get it. I'm not some old man that's like, oh, I hate change. Yeah. I, I embrace change. I think it's good. It's how we progress, how we evolve and move forward. And Nashville has always been very progressive. However, there are certain things, certain neighborhoods, certain structures that I feel that are staples of this city that make Nashville what it is today. And we're just getting rid of that shit. And putting up bro country bars. Putting up bro country bars, putting up shitty, shittily built high rises Mm -hmm. that like, cool. If you have, if you build a high rise, put the shops in the bottom. Yeah. Like the cool thing about all those places we just mentioned on Elliston there, they have all been in business as far as I can remember. That's crazy. 
It's so, so sad. So Smack Clothing, I can't. I wish I could remember the guitar shop. I think there's Buffalo Exchange there too. Mm-hmm. Um, all those places have been there for several years. Buffalo Exchange is newer. It, that's definitely newer. Yeah, for sure. But that guitar mm-hmm. shop and, and gear, and then uh, Samurai Gold Rush and the pizza places, they've been there for so long, and now it's being sold, and they're gonna go away, and it's. It really sucks. If it's another apartment complex, I'll be pissed. It probably will be. That's, That's the sad part. Oh my gosh! Stop moving here, everyone. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> that was that was the move here at a slower pace. That was the underground alternative scene to the giant shadow of country music that casts over Nashville. Mm-hmm. And here's a, here's a quick story before we move on with na- other Nashville news. So. Everyone from if, if you name if you name a an artist, any sort of band, any sort of artist, probably comedians too, they have played at the Gold Rush. I'm sorry, at the Exit Inn. Mm-hmm. You can see their name on the outside or the inside above the bar. There's even more names. Evanescence has played there. <laughs> Chili Peppers have played. I mean, BB <laughs> King, cool. buddy. I mean, so many people have played there. I mean, for fucking forty something years. Bands yeah. that aren't even together now. I saw the Cool Kids there back when they were still together. I saw them at the Basement East last January. You did, right? They they, they were I trying to make a that. run. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me. Well, it was a I think it was a, a birthday thing oh. with the with the ex. Oh, that yeah. I wasn't invited to. Yeah, my bad. I invited you to Cameron though. <laughs> oh yeah, you did. Yeah. I guess that makes up for it. But the but um, comedians have played there too, and Steve Martin used to play all the time. He played, uh, you know, Steve Martin's also a, I can't think of the name of the band that he's in, but he does, Steve Martin does um, like bluegrass uh, and rockabilly music as well. But he did uh, his comedy, stand-up comedy there. And he would usually come over to the Gold Steve Rush. Steve Canyon Rangers. Is there another name too, other than Steve Canyon Rangers? Steve Martin and the Steve Canyon Rangers? Is that the right Steve Martin? Oh, I don't know. I think so, yeah. Well, anyways... <clears throat> he had did, done stand-up there one night, and he had called over to Gold Rush. My dad picked up, and he was like, Yo, Paul, it's, it's Steve. I told everyone I'm buying them burgers tonight. We're coming over in 20 minutes. Oh, my God. And sure enough, as soon as the show was over, Steve paraded everybody out of the exit in over to the Gold Rush, and they already had the burgers fired up and everything. And that's crazy. Yeah. That's the- oh, yeah, that's them. So yeah, it it's it sucks. Um, luckily, I don't believe Exit In is going anywhere anytime yeah. soon. You know, Live Nation tried to buy them and Marathon years ago, and uh, and they were gonna sell. The owners were gonna sell them, but then they were like, "Nah, we changed our mind." Good. And Live Nation basically said, "All right, cool. Well, we're going to destroy you." What the fuck? Now again, I'm paraphrasing. Like, well, I've they're they in some taken, trouble. They've been taking over like most the venues in Nashville. I well, feel like. their response to not getting uh, Marathon Music Works and Exit In was getting the rights to the Municipal Auditorium. Mm. Which, by the way, isn't it funny that the place that Trump speaks and rallies is the same place that Lil Boozy played his first show when he got out of jail? <laughs> Caleb and Madison went to that show. Oh, I got to hear about that. <laughs> I wasn't able to. But yeah. Trump you know, was at Municipal because he couldn't fill Bridgetown. Fuck no. You little bitch. 
He did something good today. He signed that uh, the oh, MMA. Who fucking cares? Right. He does one good thing after a million what bad was, what things. Was, what was that comment? I we, can't remember. We, we have three darts. We try to we try to hit the bullseye <laughs> with each of our three darts. He has like thousands of darts and just tries to hit the fucking board. <laughs> he got one right. Um, that's neither here nor there. But yeah, uh, yeah, Live Nation's in some trouble. Apparently, like them and Ticketmaster, like there's this big scalper scandal. They've been selling shit to scalper. I don't know. I don't want to get into that. That's but crazy. Another time. Yeah, but fuck them. Um, other Nashville news: The Preds are back. Uh, we played Tuesday night. We got embarrassed. We're playing tonight, and your boy and producer Phil has season tickets. So, like That's I mentioned cool. on a previous pod, we gonna give y'all the opportunity to win some tickets. We got some awesome seats, so we'll do that. I want to win. <laughs> I'll take you to a game. Thank you. F- Phil owes you a game too. <laughs> and and we have a third person. We have two others, and a th- uh, one of the the third that's part of our season ticket package is your roommate Elliot. Oh! So Elliot, I know you're listening. I'd rather take Elliot's ticket and go with you and Phil. Oh, see that'd be that'd be so sweet. He's at the game with Harry right now. Uh, so yeah, Preds are back. That'll that's fun. Again, out-of-town listeners, the Preds played a huge role in kind of building New Nashville and all of that. For sure. That's dope. Um, Speaking of New Nashville, now that we are a cool city, we have cool shit that we didn't have 10 years ago. Or maybe we did. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, so we got a a few few things coming up. This weekend, there is Nashville Oktoberfest. Uh, You can go to... The Nashville Oktoberfest.com. October spelled with a K, of course. That's in the Germantown and Bicentennial Mall area over off of Jefferson Street and 6th Avenue North. Lots of fun stuff, I'm sure. You can, you know, like I say, go to the website, check it out. Um, I don't know if we plan on going, but uh, who knows? <clears throat> could, could end up, especially if it's nice out. Yeah, I'm not a big beer drinker, so... I don't really know what Are all you a big else is involved with Oktoberfest other than drinking a ton of beer. I think they got, you know, dudes walking around in lederhosen mm. and chicks with the blonde pigtails and the cleavage and the two big beer steins that are like, yeah, more beer, yeah. <laughs> That's my German impression, y'all. I'm Spot on. Yeah. Not. <laughs> <laughs> I got another German impression, but I'm not going to do it right oh, now. Please don't. <laughs> Yeah, um, so that should be fun. Uh, you know how how it goes with these festivals. Vendors, I'm sure there's going to be awesome, awesome food. One year at Mayday Brewery, Phil's Fraternity, Phi Ta, Phi Kappa Ta, which if you spell out Oktoberfest, you can actually use the Phi as an O, K, uh, Kappa, and T. So spell out Oktoberfest with, mm-hmm. the, with the fraternity in it. And your boy's food truck catered it. And we oh, did it. Cool. We did an Oktoberfest German menu for it. That was the first night we sold out of food. That's awesome. Yeah, apple strudels, sausages, brats, all that, all that good stuff. So I'm sure it'll be good food, lots of beer. Have fun. Get wasted. Call a lift <laughs> if you need a ri- if you need a ride out of there. Not an Uber. Not an Uber. Also, next <laughs> weekend. <laughs> next weekend, uh, take it from Germantown out to the Nations. If you don't know. Where the nations are, it's about time you learn. Yeah, do you even live here? <laughs> the nations are fucking dope. Yeah, uh, we just had coffee and crepes over there. Well, I did. Stevie watched me eat. 
non-solicited shout out, not or non-sponsored shout out, Red Bicycle. How long has that been opened? I don't know, but it's where Stone Fox used to be. It's on the corner. Stone Fox, Indiana. It's really sweet. They've got beer and wine. Same menu as they do at the other place with other locations with like a few extra things. There's one out by your crib. Yeah. Where's that on Nolensville? Mm-hmm. And there's one on Fourth right? or Fifth Avenue North in Germantown. That's the one I used to go to when our office was in Germantown. And then I got really sad because there's not a red bicycle downtown. But when they opened this one in the Nations, it's close to you. It's close to my gym, mm. so I can I can dip out of work a little early, beat the traffic to get to the West Side, post up there for about an extra hour and a half before it's time for your boy to train and teach. And that's my favorite spot. Wow. I love their crepes. You're never at home unless never. you're sleeping. Yeah. I've been sleeping good lately. That's good. <laughs> it's been real good. Um, so next weekend is the block party, neighborhood block party, Light Up the Nations, where you can go to lightthenations615.com. Maybe it's just Light the Nations. Maybe not Light Up. I don't know. Light Light the Light the Nations 615.com for Light the Nations Neighborhood Block Party. It's going to be a lot of fun. Same thing. Vendors, food, fun stuff, fun times. Um, 51st Avenue is pretty lit, y'all. You need to check it out. Also, that same day, next Saturday. Cue drum roll. October 20th at my gym in the Nations on Mu- Music City Boxing on Kentucky Avenue. Your boy has a fight. Doors open at 3. There's a lot of youth fights and junior fights before mine, so I'm sure it'll be later. So it would be cool if you if y'all came out. It's only 10 bucks. Support local boxing. I think all the proceeds go to youth boxing. Get these kids, get these uh get these kids into a badass after-school program. Teach them how to defend themselves, teach them how to become more disciplined. You know how I always say, learning how to fight makes you more confident. When you're more confident, you make better decisions. Wow. Right? That's deep. Yeah, I like that. And I'll be there fighting with my teammates. So it'll be myself, John, Darvon, Miguel, Gerard. Be lots of fun. Pull up to the spot. See where your boy spends <laughs> a, more time than he does at home. See it in real life instead of on his Instagram story. It's a badass gym, y'all. It'd be really cool. If y'all came out, support your boy. Only 10 bucks. Park your car there around 3, 4 o'clock. We'll text you when I'm about to throw hands. And you can enjoy the Light the Nations. So you're not going to know like what time you go on before? I'll probably know by the end of this week, early next week. I, I mean... When and, I and, I'll, and I'll promote it. I'll post yeah. about it. But <clears throat> I know that it, it's just dope that it's going... It's, it's the same time as uh, Light the Nations. So... Yeah, that's perfect. It's an activity for people if if you want to, you know, if you want to spend an afternoon, I think it kicks off around like 2, 3 or 4 o'clock. If you got there around that time again, parked on Kentucky Avenue and walked down to 51st, enjoyed the festivities and then come back up, watch your boy get that get that W, hopefully by knockout. <laughs> we'll see. I'm nervous as fuck. Don't be nervous. I'm excited too, but I'm definitely this is different Remember from the other your, fight. Remember uh, your last fight when all of us paid 20 or donated. Donated 25. 20 do, 25 was 25 or 20? 
something like that. And the stream didn't work. We, yeah, me, Morgan, and Madison were sitting God. there waiting for you to come on, and you never did. We missed it. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> Harry tweeted at Harry tweeted at. I'm not going to say the name of the organization. He tweeted at the organization that was putting it on. And so after the fight, the the um, lady who runs it came on the tour bus. And I thought she was going to congratulate me and thank me for stepping in last minute. Which yeah. She eventually did. She's very sweet. But she was like, your fucking friend Harry what? needs to cool his <laughs> shit. Because Harry was tweeting that like, damn, like I'm I trying mean, to see my boy. I understand where it's like it was a donation. It's going to a good cause. But I mean, we donated because we wanted to watch. For sure. So she just got defensive because she knew it fucked up. Yeah. Sucks. Shout out to Jason Eskin for recording it though. It's on YouTube. I think I think you can you can go to YouTube on YouTube search Stevie G fight for kids, not fights kids. Fights kids. It was a it was a charity fight, so a fight for kids. Just search that. That was that was your boy 2016. But there's this one. So it mean a lot. If y'all came out, I'll post about it. Do we have any other Nashville news? I think that's it. Shall we get on to the to the segment tonight? We should. So, to the thing. (laughs) Why are we the way we are? Hmm. Why do we think, act, perceive things the way we do? People ask these questions, and I tell them the answer is not so obvious. It's not. (laughs) (laughs) So, last episode, we discussed and examined astrology and the zodiac signs, our signs specifically Pisces, Rachel, Steve, Aquarius, Asparagus. Asparagus. And what do we say for Pisces? Psyches. I don't know. I don't think there was one. Maybe not. Capri Sun. Capri. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we we examined those and discussed them and how it relates to us and our opinions on it. So at the end of it, Rachel, what was your final takeaway from astrology and zodiac signs as it th- pertains to personality? I think because everything that I read, you know, my sun, rising, moon, I thought that it sounded a lot like me. And together, all of them together, I felt, described me really well. For sure. So I'd say like 40% of me buys in, 60% of me doesn't. And the 60% is more because there's not a lot of like credible sources. Like if we were speaking to like an expert, I would feel more confident in it. Definitely. Like where you get... Where we got a lot of our information, some of it, depending on where you looked, it was different. So that's my takeaway. I completely agree. I'm the same way, about 40%. Yeah, this is cool. 60%, this has got to be bullshit. (laughs) And like Rachel said, if we could consult with someone who knows more about it and maybe the roots of it. So, for example, if we found like, a, a, a book from like the early 1900s or something, pre-internet really, I would view that more credible because it was thoughts and studies put down onto a book rather than the internet that has literally everything you could fucking find mm-hmm. about signs and all that. So again, 40%, yeah, probably, this is cool, 60% bullshit. But I think the cool thing about it and what differs astrology and zodiac from what we're going to speak about tonight is there's a sense of belonging and community with people of your sign you know we're talking about how like if you turn on the radio 101.1 to beat jams if they're doing 
if they're doing uh, a live feed from a club one night, they're like, yo, where's all my Libras at tonight? I love that. <laughs> you know, it's Libra season, you know? Or you'll hear, like, the commercials that are like, yo, we are turning up for, for Libra season. <laughs> Cueing the, uh, the ham horn. Oh, that's funny. Bam, 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 bam. When the next day after we did the podcast two weeks ago, I posted a photo of me drinking tea out of my Pisces mug. Oh, yeah. And three people responded and they were like, me too, girl. So it is. It's a sense <laughs> it's of like belonging. Pisces club. It's cool. So uh, at Pepper Boxing, Jen, who works the front desk, she's an Aquarius. And then one of my pupils, Shirley. Pupils. <laughs> So Shirley comes in early on Saturdays and Sundays and typically hangs with Jen and myself. And three of us, we wondered why we all got along so well. Oh, wow. We're all three. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Aquarii. Aquarii. I'm trying to find that meme I sent you that you didn't think was funny about. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you should. I think you should read the one that, the one that I thought you were going to read and that I thought was funny that was like, We'll never get along because I'm an asparagus and you're a Capri Sun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Phil keeps tagging me in memes that are like, the sun, the position of the sun and moon will not dictate what's going to happen to you. And I send him a rolling my eyes emoji every single time. What was <laughs> Phil again? A, an, an Aries. Such a fucking Aries. Such a fucking Typical Aries. Aries. <laughs> so that's our takeaway from that. This one, this personality, what would you even call it? Questionnaire? Questionnaire, this personality determination yeah. type. This doesn't really have a sense of belonging. This is more backed by study, clinical research, rather than the positions of the fucking moon and stars. <laughs> so... We're talking about Myers-Briggs. Rachel, would you please give us a description? What is Myers-Briggs? So, according to our source, Wikipedia. By the way, all of our <laughs> shit is from Wikipedia, all right? Give a fuck. It's credible. Like, fuck yourself. What's that Michael Scott quote where he's like, everyone gets to add the information to Wikipedia, so it's got to be the experts that oh, are yeah. adding so all you, the... So you know, so it's, you know, you know it's, it's for sure. True. This is truth, y'all. Stevie, why don't you tell us what it is? So the description we found via Wikipedia, which was derived from some source, Myers-Briggs is an introspective self-report questionnaire with the purpose of indicating differing psychological preferences and how people perceive the world around them and make decisions. So when I first heard about it, my boss actually made me take it, and we had to pay for it. So I don't know if it's like recently where we – because we took a free version, but the, she right. paid for everyone on the team to take How it. How long was the one that you took compared to this it one? It was – I remember it being about the same length. Okay, so it's probably – And I remember having it like, simil like similar questions because we both retook it last night. For sure, and I didn't really know about it. Okay, I'll start by saying this. The questions – that determine your personality type, according to Myers-Briggs. Um, I remember being like 16 or 17, trying to get a job bagging fucking groceries at Publix. You've had so many different jobs. Yeah. That'd be a good podcast topic. <laughs> the, jobs, just the, the jobs the jobs we've had. had. Phil has had jobs all across the board. That's awesome. I'll make a note. Yeah. 
But for this one, for Publix, it was like a... It took maybe 30 minutes, and it asked over 100 questions. That's crazy. Like, maybe... It was more like 180 questions. So you took Myers-Briggs, or you took something else? It was something similar, because I remember it asking... It was the same format. It asked similar questions. Were you already hired? No, I wasn't. It was to determine if I was qualified to bag fucking groceries and run out in the rain and wrangle shopping carts. I could see that for like, you know, the company that I was, I was already hired, but that was like a virtual marketing team. For sure. That makes sense. Exactly. For, for how, for how you perceive the world and the market and how you interact with it. Like working style, who you're going to, how you communicate better. Like, yo, I'm. I'm trying to make 525 because that was the minimum wage at the time. I'm trying. Your boy's trying to make 525. I was like 15, 16. That's so funny. Trying to. I'm trying to fucking bag groceries. ODK Stevie bagging groceries. Harry did that at Harris Teeter. That was (laughs) one of Harry's first jobs. That's funny. Yeah, paper plastic, motherfucker. Like I don't need to take. Like what do you want me to do? And of course, I feel like there is like an art to bagging groceries, though. Like you can't. You got to put like. You can't just put everything in I the agree. same sack. <laughs> and I wish that instead of giving me this 180 qu- questionnaire, they just said like, yo, we got 20 items and you got three bags. Make it fit. And I would have been like, "Make it fit, yo, player, I'm about to show you how I Tetris the fuck out of wow. this. Have you seen the Kroger on Thompson, how they, or I guess it's not technically Thompson, but like Yeah, that yeah, area. that's the one out by Max and, they uh, have, and Mike's place. Yeah, they have that like training Kroger they do have training a training thing. facility so it there. it looks exactly like a Kroger, but there's people in there, like, learning how to work the cash register and stuff. Really? Yeah. So, like, I'd get it if if I was trying to get, like, a management mm-hmm. position or even something something supervi- supervisory, supervisory, supervisionary. Don't ask me. <laughs> Some sort of supervisor position. Or yeah. if I was to, like, work in a different department or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, your boy was just trying to make five That's bucks funny. an hour. I wonder if they still do that. I'll so have to I ask could, my... So I could buy weed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But, so so I didn't know, that, but that was similar. But anyways, I didn't really know what this was until I got on the dating apps. And I'd say 80% of girls' Bumble pof- profiles. I'm in that 20. That doesn't. But 80% that does has these four letters. E T H J. Did you like Google it? No, I I knew it was. I eventually kn- learned that it was a personality thing, mm-hmm. but I had no clue what it meant. So you never like looked up like what? No. <laughs> Fuck no. I because I don't know what type I would get along with. Yeah. Because I don't think it's type that you're compatible with. It's just the type of how a person is. Yeah. So probably if you are the same and you saw someone with the same or similar. Maybe you'd get along with them. You would have mm-hmm. a way of processing stuff and going about things. I don't know. Yeah. It's really interesting to, to find out. But um, but then uh, in late August, I had a friend ask me what mine was. Just and randomly? We were, we were texting one night, and she said, hey, what's yours? And I said, I don't know. I've never done it. <laughs> and I could not fall asleep. She sent me the link, and I was like, all right, I'll take it. <laughs> and and – uh, and you got the same thing that you you got the same results as when you took it then as you did last night, right? Yes. See, I've had three different. When I took it, I guess that was in 2013. Mm-hmm. I had one result. Then I took it last year when I was first hired. Right. And I got a different one, and then last night I got a different one again. 
Here's a question. Do you think it could change over time? Well, I think as, so. As you grow Especially because it's like, when we, we'll read some of the questions um, later. It's all about like, being like introverted versus extroverted. So like, that's I feel... The, that's the basis of people it. People are surprised when I say this, but I really do like teeter the line of like extroverted, introverted. For but sure. I think that like, I'm a little more extroverted than I used to be. So that probably comes into play. Right. How I approach like things at work. I'm more like confident in my skill set than I was in 2013. Definitely. And, you know, I, though my results say the opposite, I think that I perceive myself more as an introvert, especially now with being sober and not as outgoing. Whereas, you know, in, but I, sometimes I feel like I'm an extrovert because it's expected of me or because my job description or just my lifestyle requires it. Yeah. But at the I same time, you know what I, I feel, mean? I relate to that because I feel like when I'm in my comfort zone, I'm going to be extroverted. Or when like there the you sit, go. like stuff that I have to do at work, I have to be extroverted. So people are shocked when I'm like more introverted. Yeah. It's like you get home, the pants come off. <laughs> get on that couch, and you introvert yourself. Introvert. So the history of Myers-Briggs. Let's touch on that real quick. So it was constructed by a mother-daughter team, Catherine Briggs and Isabel Briggs Myers, based on the conceptual theory proposed by Carl Jung. And the basis of it is, one, that humans experience the world using four principal psychological functions, sensation, intuition, feeling, and thinking. And that one of these four functions is dominant for a person most of the time. The second thing is that Jung's theory of psychological types was not based on controlled scientific studies, but instead on clinical observation, introspection, and anecdote, methods regarded as inconclusive in the modern field of scientific psychology. So this isn't backed by science, per se. Yeah, fucking hate saying per se but that <laughs> seemed like a good time to use it it was but it's based on just clinical observation so i think that there is some truth into that yeah i think so too well i feel like especially if like your employers are making you take this you for know? sure <laughs> absolutely so let's just break down the the sensation intuition feeling and thinking parts yeah. so what's the first function Introverted versus being extroverted. So most people know what that is. Yeah. People know if you're extroverted or if you're in introverted. And for the most part, you can typically tell if what your friends are. Yeah. So the extroverted types learn best by talking and interacting with others. And by interacting with the physical world, extroverts can process and make sense of new information. On the flip side of that, the introverted types prefer... Quiet reflection and privacy, and information processing occurs for introverts as they explore ideas and concepts internally. That, gosh, like I, both of those I relate to. But like, intro, there's a lot of times at work, I'll go work in a phone booth just so I can be by myself. Right. And no one's like looking over my shoulder asking me what I'm doing. Not for any other, like especially when I'm doing like graphic design stuff. I'm like, y'all don't watch my process. Like, when it's done, I'll show you the proof. But before then, you're going to be like, why are you doing that? <laughs> I don't like it. 
That's dope. So you feel like you feel like when you are working on stuff that tends to be more creative, that you you want to be introverted, you want to be be alone in in thought rather than mm-hmm. te- feeling out the your exterior surroundings. Yeah, that's dope. I feel like I'm a little bit of column A, column B with that. Like, for example. I love learning by interacting with people, but I also spend a lot of time in my head exploring stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's that that fine line, which is why this type Same. this test exists. So you can kind of determine which one is more dominant. Mm-hmm. And not, it's not saying that you can't be both because it shows a percentage of what it is, yeah. right? I think that's why I've got mixed results too, because I'm so close to the line. Yeah, definitely. I think mine was like like 68 to 70 percent extrovert. So there is some 30%. So that could be, that could state that like 30% of my time, I want to be left the hell alone yeah. and, and do shit my own way and be quiet. And, and I, I'm not, I'm not just trying to uh, generalize that, but I think when, when we think of an extrovert, we think of someone who's outgoing, who's loud, whatever. And we think when we, we think of introvert, we think of someone who's more reserved, more shy. Mm-hmm. Cool. The second function Intuition and sensing. Are you more intuitive or are you more sensing? So the second continuum reflects what people focus their attentions on. Sensing types enjoy a learning environment in which the material is presented in a detailed and sequential manner. Sensing types often attend to what is occurring in the present and can move to the abstract after they have established a concrete experience. Intuitive types prefer a learning atmosphere in which an emphasis is placed on meaning and associations. Insight is valued higher than careful observation, and pattern recognition occurs naturally for intuitive types. Wow. (laughs) That's some deep shit. It is. So we already established that you were introvert. Yeah. So, So you're an I in that one, and I'm an E in that one. In the first one, um, this one. So, intuition and sensing. It's ba- it's based on letters. So, intuition instead of an I, to be confused with introvert. Intuition is going to be an N. Yeah. So I'm an N intuitive. And I'm an S. So right off the bat, we're both opposites with how we <laughs> interact with <laughs> with how we interact with the outside world, and then how we um, how we fo- how the the way we reflect and focus our attention. Yeah. Do you feel that you're more intuitive? Yeah, I think so. Um, let me pull up my So on intuitive, I was 71% intuitive. Introverted, I was 51. So I just pulled mine up. Fuck. I was actually 93% extroverted. What? That's crazy. But <laughs> But with uh, with this... Well, and I think, like, going back to the introverted versus extroverted, it's all about, like... And when we get to the questions, I feel like it'll explain it more, like, just how you approach things. like For sure. And I think that when you really think about... Because a lot of them were kind of, like, related to work. I think that it makes sense that you're more extroverted. Definitely. I'm, I definitely am. But then when it came to... When it came to intuitive and sensing, your boy was 60-40 sensing. Mm. So, close to the line. That's pretty close, yeah. 
What's the next one? Feeling versus thinking. So the third function or continuum reflects a person's decision preferences. Thinking types desire objective truth and logical principles and are natural at deductive reasoning. Feeling types place an emphasis on issues and causes that can be personalized while they consider other people's motives. Well, isn't that nice? <laughs> what did you get for this one? Feeling. <laughs> I was 71 feeling. Do you feel like intuitive and feeling kind of go hand in hand or no? I was feeling as well. You were? I believe so. Yeah. Hmm. Which I, they, they could. I, what were you for this one? What percentage? 71. Okay. I was, I was again close to 60, 40 in feeling. So thinking is more, what? Thinking is more what? Logical, I guess. And feeling is yeah, more, I, is I more would personal. Think that it, it'd be like, would it be equivalent to like using your brain versus your heart? Maybe. Is I that a good so. comparison? Yeah. And I, cause I feel like in, intuition and sensing is like, is your gut feeling about something and then your actual like your perception of the, the situation. So would another comparison be like a realist versus like a dreamer maybe? Like feeling would be like the dreamer, realist would be thinking, right? Yeah, I think so. I've read another one that it says this trait determines how we make decisions and cope with emotions. Mm. So it could be along those lines there. Oh yeah. I have a lot of emotions. Water sign. We know. <laughs> we know. I have a lot of emotions, too. That he keeps bottled up inside. You'll never break me. That's actually why he likes to box, so he can get his feelings out and emotions out that way. Damn, you just figured me out. <laughs> I've had you figured out for a while. It's very true. <laughs> Side note, one, one of these days, I will do a episode on why I got into boxing oh, okay. and and uh and that but that's a very good reason you got that's spot on yeah that's uh I'm intuitive as fuck dude ah there it <laughs> there it goes of course what's the fourth function perception versus judging 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 downtown with a free lunch and air conditioning judging, judging people, people. <laughs> Stanley's the best character. I love Stanley Hudson. <laughs> Are you out of your damn mind? <laughs> uh, <laughs> new drinking game anytime we bring up The Office <laughs> on the podcast. Oh, man. <laughs> so perception and judging. So the fourth function or continuum reflects how a person regards complexity. Judging types will thrive when information is organized and structured and they will be motivated to complete assignments in order to gain closure. Closure. Perceiving types will flourish in a flexible learning environment in which they are stimulated by new and exciting ideas. I don't know why my voice went up in that reflection there. <laughs> ideas. Ideas. Light bulb. Judging types like to be on time while perceiving types may be late and or procrastinate. That is so me. I was 51 perceiving. I'm, well, I'm late. I'm early everywhere except for work. I just can't be on time. But I am a big procrastinator. So you and I are completely opposite other than the, uh, 
other than the feeling thinking one. I'm not surprised by us being so opposite. Judging types will thrive when information is organized and structured. Yes, I I like that. They will and they will be motivated to complete assignments in order to gain closure. Yeah. I like that too. Those th- that statement right there is a direct um has direct correlation with some of the questions that were asked mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Do you what about with perceiving types? So perceiving types, perceiving types will flourish in a flexible learning environment in which they are stimulated by new and exciting ideas. That seem about right? Yeah, for sure. So now that we gave an overview of the functions and criteria in which Myers-Briggs is based and determines personality type, let's talk about the significance of it. And first off, how accurate is it? How accurate do you think this is for you? Mine was pretty spot on. Mine was accurate as fuck. (laughs) Like this... The shit that we're about to to dive into, to me, is so much more interesting than the the zodiac shit. Uh, I can understand that, but I also feel like our zodiac signs were pretty accurate. Definitely, and and I think that this is eye opening for me because I can see this how it relates to me. Whereas you can tell I'm an Aquarius more than I can I see it myself. Yeah, I feel it'd be interesting to see people who have the same signs. Mm-hmm. If they have similar Myers Briggs for sure. types, so Britt, she's an Aquarius. Another Aquarius. Um, my boy Adam and Harry. Let us know what your type is. Be cool. Be cool. So, by the way, we took this at the website sixteenpersonalities.com, which we will have a link to in the description of this episode. So let's just read the the different personality types real quick. It's going to start with an E or an I. For introvert, extrovert, an N or an S for intuition <laughs> and sensing, because the I was taken. You're either going to be an F or a T for feeling or thinking, and then a P or a J for perception and judging. So let me pull up these personality types here. So how many types are there total? Sixteen. There's sixteen, and, and they, c- they they divide them up into f- into, into fours. Into four groups. You're an introvert. Why don't you start us off? So this group is called the analysts. These are all... What's the one that all of these have in common? Um, these all have the N. N in common, yeah. So these so are all, all intuitive. intuitive. So go ahead and start with INTJ. That's the architect. Imaginative and strategic thinkers with a plan for everything. Dope. Uh, the next one? INTP. Uh, Logician? Logician. Innovative inventors with an unquenchable thirst for knowledge. Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> that one might be Brit. Uh, uh, you're not a nerd, Brit. <laughs> <laughs> you're cool. ENTJ. Commander. Bold, imaginative, and strong-willed leaders always finding a way or making one. And... If y'all go to this site, 16personalities.com, and click on this, the, the personalities ta- personality types tabs, they have a little cartoon character for each one. This one? So the architect is looking down thinking. The logician is holding up a beaker with their hand on her chin with, like, the thinking emoji, looking into it. The commander? I'm just going to say it. I don't care about y'all's political preference. I don't care about mine. Looks like Marsha Blackburn. Does it? She's got a, she's got like, she doesn't it look like a 
I mean, Commander, it it looks like a uh, like a conducting stick. Like so, a, if you look at the, if you go on the next page, it has like her pointing to this. So it's almost like a map. She's like commanding like the other people. Commanding takeover. Commanding a a uh, political takeover. Yeah. And that makes sense. Bold, imaginative, and strong-willed leaders always finding a way or making one. What about ENTP? Uh, the debater. Smart and curious thinker who cannot resist an intellectual challenge. So the, the main thing that all of these have in common is they are intuitive when it comes to focusing their attention on things. So they, they are more intuitive than, than, than uh, sensible. Let's go to the next category. All of these have, what do they have in common here? Is this the, this the F? Yeah, F. Everyone in this category, which has been titled or labeled diplomats. <laughs> diplomats, dipset, dipset. diplomat? Because I'm in this category. Yeah, you'd be Cameron. <laughs> I'd be Jewel Santana. I don't get that reference really, but cool. That's the reference for that small percentage of hip-hop fans that listen to this. Mm. Dipset, dipset. I know dipset, but I don't know the whole reference. It's all good. <clears throat> we should okay. get some dipset music to, to put in here. I would. That'd be fine. Copyright infringement? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> so again, all the diplomats here have the F in common as opposed to the T. So they have, uh, they're more dominant in feeling than thinking. Uh, when it comes to a person's decision preferences. So the first one is INFJ. So they are calling this one the advocate. Quiet and mystical, yet inspiring and tireless idealist. Uh, this guy is a little wizard, it looks like, <laughs> doesn't mystical, it? Mystical, like, yeah, he looks uh, like a wizard. Dumbledore a little bit. Yeah, or like Merlin without the hat. Yeah. <laughs> the next one, INFJ. So this one would be the mediator, which is the one that I am. Do y'all think I'm a mediator? <laughs> Maybe. Um, so it's described as poetic, kind, and altruistic people always eager to help a good cause. Ain't that the damn truth? <laughs> uh, it has a picture of a little hippie girl, which is funny because I don't really feel like but she got on a headband, and you always wear headbands. I'm, oh, you're wearing a headband well, right now. I mean, it's a bandana, not really a headband, but I'll accept it. Yeah, she got butterflies flying around her. I, yeah, I love that. Like Snow White, you know? She's probably high off of LSD. <laughs> or, <laughs> <laughs> the next one, ENFJ. So this one is the protagonist. And it's described as charismatic and inspiring leaders able to mesmerize their listeners. And the little emoji for it looks like Ned Stark. It does. We all know what, we all know what happened to him. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> Episode 7. If you're, not, if you're not already watching Game of Thrones. Get the fuck what out. What the fuck are you doing? That should be your sign. GTFO. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Um, when I was like reading more about this, I think that it fits me a little bit, but I don't really feel like I'm like, like it's more the, so it's an E for extroverted and introverted. So I just feel like this, 
this type it's a fine line right is there. Is very introverted. So you or got extroverted. I mean. So you got you got the um. So you got NFP and then NFJ. Um. The two times you did it. Yeah. Those are very close. These are actually. I was like right on the line each time I took it. So when you look at the actual chart, again we mentioned there's 16 types, and it's you know four 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 making the block. These these two that you're close to are part of the middle four, mm-hmm. which I feel like the two the the four middle middle ones are probably the closest. Yeah. Let's go to the the next one, uh, the last one of the diplomats, ENFP. The campaigner, enthusiastic, creative, and sociable, free spirit who can always find a reason to smile. Aw. Aw. I like my group. That's a good one. So we just went over eight of them. Before we go over the next eight, let's cut to break real quick. Cool? Break. And we're back. (laughs) (laughs) We're back. We're back. Uh, let's go over the next one, the next uh, the next group. These are grouped as sentinels. All of them have the S in common because sensing is more dominant than intuition. Let's go over the first one, I-S-T-J. Which is... <laughs> the logistician. Logistician, not to be confused with logician. That was in the first one. Which, not to be confused with magician. <laughs> Uh, so these are described as practical and fact-minded individuals whose reliability cannot be doubted. Wow. Reliable people. Reliable as fuck. So because I ha- took it three times, this is what I was when I took it in 2013. Ah. I'm a great person com- according to well, shit. all <laughs> these things. You got three out of 16. <laughs> I'd imagine you'd be a, a good person. Well, and it's not listing. These are all the good things about, like, we're not reading the negatives. No. We'll, <clears throat> we'll go into more depths of our well, own. Yeah, of our own. Yeah. The next one, ISFJ. The defender. Very dedicated and warm protectors. Always ready to defend their loved ones. I feel like that might be the twins. That's so sweet. Defend their loved ones. As opposed to what? Not defend your loved ones? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think it's that. I think that it's just like they're just fiercely loyal. Gotcha. Next up, ESTJ. The executive. Excellent administrators, unsurpassed at managing things or people. Nice. Executive. That's a good one. That is a good one. And then... We get to the best one. Oh, okay. Mine. ESFJ. The console? Do you know what that means? Nope. Time to, time to, <laughs> time to Google it. I don't, I don't even know what I am. <laughs> console. What am I? So a lot of these names are, or how they're described, are like, they're, you notice that they kind of have a, like a, of a government theme to them. Mm-hmm. So this one is an official appointed by a government to live in a foreign city and protect and promote the government's citizens and interests there. Mm. In ancient Rome, one of the two annually elected chief magistrates who jointly ruled the Republic. Dope. <laughs> Yo, I like this one. 
so far so good. Yeah. All right. So so what what am I? ESFJ console. Lay it on me. Um, extraordinarily caring, oh, social, and popular people. Always eager to help. Well, there you go. Wow. Are you always eager to help? I am. <laughs> Do you need help with anything? Uh, All the time. Too bad. <laughs> Not helping. Wow, he got me. I walked right into that. And the picture of this guy, he's wearing an apron... It looks like an umbrella is coming out of his back because he, he's not holding it. He has a book in one hand and a cake, a birthday cake in the other. Wow. The fuck is he doing? I think that's very accurate. He's all over the place he's is all what over he is. The place. Which is what your boy is. He's all, yeah. All over the damn place. All over the damn place. Okay, so the last group, the Explorers. And these all have... What in common? This the is P. this is the P, the P. These are people who, <laughs> <laughs> the P. They they have the the um, they are more dominant with perception than judging, which again is the opposite of ours. Mm-hmm. So let's go with the first one, virtuoso. Virtuoso. Thanks for pronouncing that before I stumbled over it. I S T P. Bold and practical experimenters, masters of all kinds of tools. That's probably Ryan, Haley's boyfriend. And he's got a tool belt on, and he's holding a power drill like a man. Like a man. He even has, does he have five o'clock shadow? Uh, yeah, he does. That's like a... Man. It's the darkest shadow I've ever seen. It's like a 10 o'clock shadow. <laughs> so he's, he's, been working, he's been working on building houses all day. All damn or, day. Or whatever men do. He doesn't work in Nashville because they don't work that long on houses here. Right. And guys with beards in Nashville don't work. They pour coffee. Oh. Ooh. Damn. Come at me, hipsters. Says the person that can't grow a full beard. Oh, Shit. <laughs> I can grow one. I just don't. I just don't feel okay. like it. I just don't want to. <laughs> wow, that was an unscripted <laughs> burn. Yeah, I need to put some cream on my <laughs> some burn cream on my freshly shaven face <laughs> to ease that burn. That's why you were so cold when you were camping because your face was bare. My, that's very true. My <laughs> face was very cold. Here's the crazy you need thing. One of those, like you know, those ski masks. No, I well, got one. Yeah, but you know those uh, where for it when has, I like, hit the, licks. It has the the beard like all, like it's you know what I'm talking about. Yes, I'm it's not, a bean. I'm it's, over it's, my a, words. it's a it's a knitted beanie, yeah. but it has the beard thing. You need for one of those. <laughs> <laughs> it's look, a look. Looking like a lumberjack. <laughs> yeah, the good Lord did not bless me with uh, that's okay with facial hair jeans. That's okay. That's cool. Me maybe, either. Maybe one you day. know. N- you neither. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to know you don't have the. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Fuck me, right? Side side note, my legs are so motherfucking hairy. Are they? Yes. That's crazy. They, I have some hairy ass legs. See, mine are not. Like, m- whenever I shave, like, it grows back, like, super blonde and never spiky, and people hate me for it. For real? Yeah. Let me pull back the curtain real quick. Better yet, let me pull back the pant leg. <laughs> the pant leg. And for, for all those at home that can't see this, which is all of y'all, because... <laughs> Shit, they are hairy as fuck. <laughs> look at that. Just, just. It's look really at it. long too. Yeah, you want to touch it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Things are getting weird in the studio. 
<laughs> oh, man. Next one, ISFP. The Adventurer. Flexible and charming artist. Always mm-hmm. ready to explore and experience something new. That could be Ryan also. I think Ryan is probably just an explorer when it comes yeah, down to it. Yeah, he definitely is. Okay, that's, next That's one. a good one. ESTP. Entrepreneur. Uh, smart, energetic, and very perceptive people who enjoy living on the edge. Living on the edge. This guy kind of looks like me. <laughs> Holy shit. He looks All just right. like you. He's got the same hair as me. <laughs> he's got on sunglasses. He's got he's got the square jawline. Actually, all of them have the square jawline. He's got a bag that says sport on it. And the best part, he's giving, he's shooting the pistol finger oh at someone like, gosh. hey, check a you later. Jabroni? <laughs> jabroni. God, okay. such an underutilized word. We say it all the time at work. For real? Shout out Wes, if you're ever watching. Wes uses jabroni? He calls everyone a jabroni. It's really funny. What about jamoke? Have you heard that one? I've never heard that. It's like a northern one. What about a putz? A putz? That's like a Jewish thing, right? I'm sure it's Yiddish, but from what Harry says, like in Philly, putz is a big insult. You call someone really? a putz, like, you get it's, like it's like you're a lazy out. sack of shit, like wow. you putz. Well, you're not a putz. I'd rather be a jabroni than a putz. <laughs> um, that we weren't allowed to say that in school, because really? you know, you know who coined the term jabroni? Mm-mm. The Rock. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. That That was his thing. When he was a wrestler, he would be like, know your role and shut your mouth, jabroni. He called people jabroni. (laughs) I fucking love The Rock so much. Love him too. We should get him on the pod. What do you think The Rock is? What do you mean? What his his Myers-Briggs is? The Rock's probably let's do a quick google search while we're still while we're still going what if he was on well because it it lists like celebrities that have the same type as you and you know i would expect it probably doesn't i'd be very surprised if it did but i would expect the rock Dwayne the rock johnson to be on there because he for the last few years he is the highest paid most successful actor in hollywood really yes you know holy shit you know who's second who jackie chan Oh my gosh, that's incredible! Yeah, at least I did that, not know w- that that was either this year or last year's. Did you see Moana? No, I did not. You need to watch it; it's really good. But let me tell you this: I, though I haven't seen it, I was playing charades one day, and that was that was my thing, and I acted it out so well, and they got it. <laughs> good for you. Yeah, it must be an ESFJ thing. Oh, okay. You know, <clears throat> the last one: ESFP. The entertainer. Spontaneous, energetic, enthusiastic people. Life is never boring around them. That might be The Rock. I'm good he he is an entertainer. <clears throat> awesome. So there you have it. Those are the 16 different personality types from the Myers-Briggs personality type determination test. And again, they're kind of broken down into four groups of four. Analysts, diplomats, sentinels, and explorers. Because this is our fucking show, let's go into the two of ours real quick. Just kind of examine it more. And this is why when we asked, you know, what's the significance and how accurate it is, we were both like, yo, this is accurate as fuck. Because the more you read into it, the more you're like, wow, this really is me. This is me now. You, you read yours first. Okay, let me click on it here. So, 
console. Again, I'm ESFJ. Which part should I scroll down to for this? Mm. You should see a number two, strengths and weaknesses. Okay. So for strengths and weaknesses. Um, so strengths, strong practical skills. Uh, excellent managers of day-to-day tasks and routine maintenance, enjoying making sure that those who are close to them are well cared for. You know I got love for the squad. <laughs> strong sense of duty. People with the console personality type have a strong sense of responsibility and strive to meet their obligations, though this may sometimes be more from a sense of social expectations than intrinsic drive. Very loyal. Damn right, I'm fucking loyal. <laughs> Valuing stability and security very highly, consoles are eager to preserve the status quo, which makes them extremely loyal and trustworthy partners and employees. Didn't we just say your boy's taking like eight days off in three years? I'm loyal as fuck. (laughs) Consoles are true pillars of any groups they belong to, whether it is their family or a community club. People with this personality type can always be relied upon. Fuck with me. I agree. What about this? Sensitive and warm. (laughs) Helping to ensure that stability, console personalities seek harmony and care deeply about other people's feelings. Being careful not to offend or hurt anybody. Consoles <laughs> are consoles are strong team players and win-win situations are the stuff smiles are made of. <laughs> it says that word for word. I think you're more sensitive than you like would like people to know. Fuck yeah, I am. Well, okay. Damn. <laughs> I'm editing that out. <laughs> now nah, we're keeping that. No, for sure. I'm I'm definitely sensitive, but I got to I'm like a I'm like an onion donkey. <laughs> what about parfait? That got layers too, Shrek. Oh my gosh. Are we doing Are we doing Shrek right now? Am you, I doing Shrek you right did now? You Shrek. I'm just sitting here. Next, uh good at connecting with others. These qualities come together to make consoles social, comfortable, and well-liked. Damn right. Console personalities have a strong need to belong and have no problem with small talk or following social cues in order to help them take an active role in their communities. Hmm. Let's go over your strengths now (laughs) before we go get right into weaknesses. Okay, so I'm an INFP. So, um, And what's the title for that one? The Mediator. Mediator. So, idealistic, mediators, friends, and loved ones will come to admire and depend on them for their optimism. Their unshaken belief that all people are inherently good, perhaps simply misunderstood, lends itself to an incredibly resilient attitude in the face of hardship. That's crazy on spot. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. Y'all, Rachel is always looking for the good in people. I am. I think that I'm pretty resilient. Like, I'll whenever I'm down, I'm down. But I feel like I bounce back. Or it takes me a while to kind of get there, too. Damn straight. Little <laughs> side note real quick before you continue. We had talked about doing a podcast together for a while. <laughs> and when I mean a while, if y'all know this, Rachel and I, we're really good friends. You probably know this. But we talk on the phone, or we, we talked on the phone a lot before we started working in the same building. Mm-hmm. And we were like, man, if only people could record this. And because we're such good friends, I'd heard things about Rachel's job, different different situations and scenarios. And let me tell you, this bitch, resilient as fuck. 
She, no matter what gets her down, oh, she man. bounces back from the bottom, comes back stronger than ever. Doesn't even doesn't even skip a beat. Doesn't even act like anything's wrong. Keeps trucking. She's like she's like ants. <laughs> they just keep coming back. Oh my gosh, that's so nice. I might cry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go on, go on with uh with your other strengths with your aunt. That was so sweet. With, with your aunt it's ass. Record, <laughs> it's recorded for everyone to hear. We're editing that out. <laughs> go on with your aunt ass. Come on. Seek and value harmony. People with people with the mediator personality type have no interest in having power over others. And much don't care for domineering attitudes at all. They prefer a more democratic approach and work hard to ensure that every voice and perspective is heard. Some roundtable shit right there. <laughs> Everyone's equal at this table. What's the next one? Open-minded and flexible. A live and let live attitude comes naturally to mediators and they dislike being constrained by rules. Mediators give the benefit of the doubt to so long as their principles and ideas are not being challenged, they'll support others' right to do what they think is right. Yeah. <clears throat> that's, that's, I, think I think that's pretty, pretty spot on. I'm the dislike being constrained by rules. I'm kind of a rule follower, I feel like. You like order. Yeah. But still, I like I think that's very spot on of like, hey, do do your own thing. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you want to do this? Well, I'm gonna do this. Maybe we'll meet up. Maybe we'll all get together later. Just <laughs> hey, if that's your thing, if you want to go out and do this, I feel like I'm more like you. this now than I used to be. Okay. I didn't used to always be so flexible. Flexible. Although I did win the most flexible um, well, there orientation assistant in college for um, SOA at MTSU. What? What? Damn! Shout! Shouts to <laughs> flexibility. What's okay. the next one? As I grab these. Loveless cafe biscuits that Bert so kindly <laughs> left here. I'm hungry. Um, very creative. Mediators combine their visionary nature with their open-mindedness to allow them to see things from unconventional unconventional perspectives. Being able to connect many far-flung dots into a single theme. It's no wonder that many mediators are celebrated poets and authors. Hmm. <laughs> I am very creative. I'm a yeah. graphic designer. And so when you're reading that, I'm thinking of your most recent birthday party, mm. the Roaring Twenties. Goodbye. Theme party or yeah. goodbye Good, farewell Twenties. It was yeah, goodbye Roaring Twenties because I turned 29 this year and it's the last year in my twenties. Yeah, and that was well put together. It's a lot of thoughts that were, <clears throat> that were, what was the term that was so weird? Something flung. Uh, far, flung far flung dots into a single theme. <laughs> Fuck that phrase. Far, um, far flung. Stevie wore one of Harry Buck's mom's fur. Grandma's. grandma's. <laughs> Mobster fur coat. <laughs> it didn't look like a lady's fur. <laughs> not, the, not the first time or last time. Uh, Your boy rocks, <laughs> rocks the ladies' clothing. But, uh... It started to rain, so he put it in a trash bag so it didn't get wet. I'm Very, yeah. I'm thoughtful as fuck. What a console. God, these biscuits are great. You want one? No, I'm good. Uh, What's the next one? So, passionate and energetic. When something captures mediators' imagination and speaks to their beliefs, they'll go all in. Dedicating their time, energy, thoughts, and emotions to the project. So, me. Their shyness keeps them from the podium, but they are the first to lend a helping hand where it's needed. 
That one's spot on. Yeah. But you ain't shy to the podium, that's for sure. Well, I, I'm. I mean, I was um, more uh, introverted, so yeah. I'm more shy then. So maybe, maybe in your own thoughts, you may be like, uh, same thing, like. Okay, it's kind of expected of me. I gotta do this, but in your in your mind, you're like, man, I really don't want to get up there yeah. in front of the crowd. Well, like at work, like everyone's so sh- like shocked that I'm more introverted because I'm, you know, it's not that I like to be the center of the tension. I'm just so loud; it just kind of happens. And but whenever we're like doing a meet, like have a meeting, and I have to present, I get very nervous before that. I recall at a party, you oh, were God. you were about to leave. And you're like, all right, I'm leaving. Somebody else be the loudest person now. Or you said something <laughs> like that. And the podium thing, uh, I remember you rocking a podium in college at the Pike Roast. <laughs> I couldn't, I like blacked out, like not from alcohol, from fear. The Pike Fraternity Roast. Rachel, did you MC it or did you no, just? No, I was just, I was a contestant. Were you the first one? I went last. Oh, you went last. Of course you went I last. I asked to go last. And she shut it the fuck down. I did. I made fun of, like, not not just the people that were uh, volunteered to be roasted. Why would anyone want to do that? I don't understand. But all but the other also, like, Pike the, brothers. You do the MC. You do the MC. Like, that's course. part of it. And Any the roast. MC's girlfriend. And, and the, the girls that he's hooked up that with. That was <laughs> uninverted. You ain't shot to a podium. Well, they asked me to do it, and I was... I just went for it. That's so unlike me. I was nervous the whole time. I just had these little note cards, and I just flipped to the next ones. A lot of the Pike uh, brothers don't like me because of that. So It was on YouTube for a, a brief minute before it was requested to be taken down. <laughs> Rachel went full savage. It was great. <clears throat> yeah. Like, I a tr- kind of, like a true Pisces. I even made fun of myself at one point, because there's this one Pike that uh, – Told me he couldn't come come to formal. I asked him to come with me, and he couldn't go. Then he was at the fucking formal with another girl. What a bitch! And he just looked at me and he shrugged, and I was like, "All right, I guess he just didn't want to go with me." <laughs> That's fucked up, right? I won't call his name out. I bet he was a cancer. I actually don't even remember his last name. Yeah, you don't need to call him out. Um, because he's dead to us. <laughs> Were those all of your uh, strengths? One last one. Okay, what's the last one? Dedicated and hardworking. While others focusing on the challenge of the moment may give up when the going gets tough, mediators, especially assertive ones, have the benefit of their far-reaching vision to help them through. Knowing what they're doing is is meaningful, gives people with this personality type a sense of purpose, even courage when it comes to accomplishing something they believe in. Damn. That's some real shit. <laughs> okay, what are your weaknesses? Uh, it's crazy. There's none Should listed. I, uh, <laughs> There's none listed. Let me read your weaknesses, and then you can read mine. Okay, fair enough. <clears throat> All right. Okay, so these are Stevie's weaknesses, and he will read your results again. What are you again? Console. No, but the like. Yeah, ESFJ. Okay, first one. Worried about their social status. Their strengths are related to the chief weakness. Consul's preoccupation with social status and influence may affect their decisions they make, potentially limiting their creativity and open-mindedness. The fuck is that supposed to mean? (laughs) I think that the way that it's laid out seems like a little vapid, but I don't think that it's necessarily... I think that... 
I don't think you're worried about social status. I think that you want to succeed. Therefore, you know what I mean? By any means necessary. <clears throat> so, like, I think that could be worded a little differently. All right. Okay. I think you're... So, my weakness is actually uh, a strength okay. in that sense. Yeah, I guess so. Is that <laughs> an office reference? Uh, yeah. The <laughs> what, what is he? He's like, so, er, he goes, what are your... He lists his strengths. Then he's like, so what are your weaknesses? And he's like, well, that's it. That, my, my my weaknesses are my strengths. <laughs> drink. Office reference. Drink. drink. All right. What, what's my next so-called weakness? <laughs> Alleged weakness. Inflexible. Consoles place a lot of importance on what is socially acceptable and can be very cautious and even critical of anything unconventional or outside the mainstream. People with this personality type... <laughs> may also sometimes push their own beliefs too hard in an effort to establish them as mainstream. Damn, you got called mainstream, Why well, ain't bruh. no fucking How hipster. How do you feel about that? <laughs> you know, mainstream, oh, God. I mean, what does it even mean? <laughs> what does that even mean? Um, do you think I'm mainstream? Well, the thing was, like, inflexible. So I don't really know how that relates, but... I don't know. I think I'm pr- I can I'm pretty flexible with going in and outside of the mainstream. I you know, I was a hipster. I had hipster tendencies before it was cool to be a hipster. Okay, says every hipster. All right. Moving on. <clears throat> Reluctant to innovate or improvise. What? Just as they can be critical of others' unusual behaviors. Yeah, weirdos. <laughs> Console may be unwilling to step out of their own comfort zone, usually out, usually for fear of being or just appearing different. That's interesting. I wish they give an example here. <clears throat> I mean, is that I like saying is that I, like saying I, your boy wouldn't go to like Comic Con or something? Because I totally would. I don't know. I don't feel like this really fits you because I feel like you're different and not mainstream. Yeah, and I don't have any weaknesses, but continue. Vulnerable to criticism. Oh, there we go. Now (laughs) I'm going to eat my fucking words. It can be especially challenging to change these tendencies because consoles are so conflict adverse. Consoles' personalities can be very defensive and hurt if someone, especially a person close to them, Criticizes their habits or beliefs or traditions. Hmm. <laughs> I feel like I criticize you a lot. <laughs> yeah, but you're you're like the only person that does. Well, no. You're okay. <laughs> Sorry. I can <laughs> I can become very defensive. Uh, I was talking with a mutual friend of ours about like. We're, talk, we're talking about boxing and talking about, like, if someone if someone said something to you, you know, because I'd said something, like, have you ever hit someone before? And they had said that they have never hit anyone or don't know if they can be driven to that level of anger to strike someone. Mm-hmm. And I said, it takes me a lot, it takes a lot for, for something like that to happen. But this one's pretty spot on because if there is one topic which goes into criticize their habits, beliefs, or traditions that if someone says to me in a derogatory or negative or offensive way, I'm throwing hands. You guess what that is? <laughs> if someone says anything to me about my Jewish faith in a derogatory way. Well, 
Well, yeah. So, yes, if someone said that's, I think that that kind of goes into that. Yeah, so. I think so. So my mm-hmm. w- so that weakness is actually a strong punch to the face. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's like any sort of criticism is tough to take, I think. I think so. And I'll be honest, in college, I was, especially in the fraternity, I was completely, I, I hated criticism because I thought that, and while I still believe, and others probably believe that, I was in the right. I didn't have the best way about convincing people I was right. So mm-hmm. when I was criticized on certain things, I did not take Be it well. like, man, fuck you. Yeah. Now now I take <laughs> criticism pretty well. But your boy's so perfect, there's really nothing to criticize. Well, we're just older and wiser now. Are there any more of these weak- weaknesses? Uh, there's two more. Uh-huh. And this one might be my favorite. God damn it. What is it? <laughs> Often too needy. I'm not fucking needy. <laughs> Consoles need to hear and see a great deal of appreciation. If their efforts go unnoticed, people with the console personality type may start fishing for compliments in an attempt to get reassurance on how they much they are valued. I actually the I feel like that fits me as well. I like I don't do things for people to get a thank you, but it gets to a point where it's like, damn, I've been doing all this stuff and you can't thank me. So I realize how that how crazy that sounds but yeah i feel like you relate to that you I'm, do a lot for your friends i'm needy as fuck <laughs> i'm needy as fuck too it's cool but i need someone to tend to my needy <laughs> as fuckness <laughs> i do and then what what's are there any more is there one yeah, more yeah one left uh too selfless the other side of this is that consoles sometimes try to establish their value with uh, doting attention sometimes that can quickly overwhelm those who don't need it making it ultimately unwelcome furthermore consoles often neglect their own needs in this process ain't that the damn truth <laughs> too motherfucking selfless to all these unappreciative ungrateful ass bitches wow and friends and all of that and i don't mean bitches as females i mean collectively all people referring uh, to them no one was thinking that you just said it but still I definitely know that one because yeah. there are times where, like, you know, I definitely neglect my own needs for sure. Yeah. And too. and I put I do put others before me, and sometimes I do it and I smother them, and <laughs> and they and, and that's that's also because of that last one. That's why I'm so in my head mm-hmm. of whether I should pursue something or someone, because I'm like, well, do I you know do I push on the gas? pedal to the metal or do I need to tap it or like what do I need to do I don't want to put on too much to where they get annoyed because I've seen that happen in the past one day you're gonna meet someone who's not who's into all that I got a lot of love to give people (laughs) too much too much too much love so what are my weaknesses as you pour jelly on that biscuit (laughs) Mm. That's some peach jam on a Loveless Cafe biscuit. (laughs) I will tell you yours, Miss Mediator, INFP. Too idealistic. Mediators often take their idealism too far, setting themselves up for disappointment as, again and again, evil things happen in the world. (laughs) What evil things? We live in a utopian society. This is true on a personal level, too, as mediators may not just 
idealize their partners but idolize them, forgetting that no one is perfect. Yeah, this is me to a fucking T. Yeah, that's pretty spot on for you. <laughs> Fuck you. Too altruistic. Mediators sometimes see themselves as selfish, but only because they want to give so much more than they are able to. This becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy as they try to push themselves to commit to a chosen cause or person, forgetting to take care of their needs and others in their lives, and especially yourself, Rachel. I think I've gotten much better at this, but I'm still very guilty. Well, then you you ain't going to like this one. (laughs) Impractical. When something captures mediator's imagination, they can neglect practical matters like day-to-day maintenance and simple pleasures. Sometimes people with the mediator personality type will take this (sighs) asceticism. That sounds right. (laughs) Sometimes people with the mediator personality type will take this asceticism so far as to neglect eating and drinking as they pursue their passion or cause. Wow. <clears throat> there are some times at work that I'll just forget to eat. Because you're just grinding? Yeah. Well, and when I was... Um, Rachel's a grind girl, by the way. Whenever, in more ways than one. I'm a grind boy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You had to think about it. <laughs> what are you going to say? Uh, oh, like especially when I was um, working from home, I worked all yes, the time that is that is and true. like some sometimes like because i would sleep really late but it would be because i was up all night finishing stuff and so yeah i kind of got into a really bad cycle of we talk not on the phone myself and you'd be up till four in the morning working on stuff <laughs> all right like i called you on the what way the to work fuck? and you're like yo i just went to bed like two hours ago it's <laughs> crazy not sustainable next weakness Dislike dealing with data or data. (laughs) Mediators are often so focused on the big picture that they forget the forest is made of individual trees. Why are you always forgetting (laughs) the forest is made of individual trees? I don't know. Uh, Mediators are in tune with emotions and morality. And when the facts and data contradict their ideals, it can be a real challenge for them. It is. The proof is in the pudding, Rachel. (laughs) I kind of hate that you're like, yeah, this is you. Numbers don't lie. (laughs) (laughs) There are no alternative facts. Like, even like, like, well, I don't know if this fits or not, but even you being like, yeah, that's so you. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, Stevie does know all this stuff about me. I don't just know this stuff about him. Right, yeah, (laughs) exactly, exactly, because that's the thing. With, I feel like with Zodiac and astrology, like, yeah, I can see how, Someone is the way is their sign, but I don't feel my sign mm-hmm. in those. But this, I know that ESFJ is me, and I know that that um, INFP I is, is you. Me. Um, the next weakness. There's a couple more. Oh, of course, take things personally. Oh God. Mediators often take challenges and criticisms personally. Fuck yeah. Rather than as inspiration to reassess their positions. Hard not life. Avoiding conflict as much as possible, mediators mm-hmm. will put a great deal of time and energy into trying to align their principles and the criticisms and the criticisms into a middle ground that satisfies everybody. Yeah, that's I'm sensitive as 
fuck. Tell me about it. I'm sensitive about you saying I'm sensitive. (laughs) (laughs) Difficult to get to know. Yeah, let's read the description because I'm calling I'm 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 calling false on that one. Mediators are private, reserved, and self-conscious. Self-conscious for sure. This makes them notoriously difficult to really get to know, and their need for these qualities contributes to the guilt they often feel for not giving more themselves to to those they care about. Hmm. I don't think you're difficult to know get to know at all. I don't think so either. I'm an open book. Yeah. I think we got Almost to know each to other because we were we were talking shit about something or some someone one time. It was I was talking shit about my boyfriend in public. That was a f- that's right. That's the first time we met. You were <laughs> you were roasting his ass on Bourbon Street, and I walked up do. with that camera, and you I was like, cracking the, the fuck up. I was like, "Who who is this bitch? She's cracking. She's so <laughs> funny right now." I was like, "Get him, keep going." And you were like, "Look at me for like affirmation." You were like. Yeah, and another thing. <laughs> and your nose don't look good on your face. <laughs> that wasn't a quote. And your breast thing. I don't know. You were, you were going off. And he was just sitting there with sad face, just taking it. And I was like, yo, well, we're, we're going to be friends. Well, on me because he broke up with me and dated one of my sorority sisters. So. <laughs> were you sad that he broke up with you? Um, I was more like, what the fuck? You liked me before I liked you, and now I like you, and you don't like me? He probably broke up with you because you roasted him in public. Probably. <laughs> on camera. <laughs> I took it personally, and I dislike dealing with the data. Yeah, <laughs> dealing with the facts. <laughs> Rachel, I don't like you no more. I'm going for your sister. The, the proof is in the pudding, uh, which I hate that expression, but it's so funny. It twice it's now. so funny to say. Oh, man. Well, gosh, that was a long podcast, possibly our longest. Yeah. And by possibly, I mean 100%. Because we ain't even done yet. (laughs) 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 I forgot about the questions. Yeah, this this part's dope. So now that we've gone over the 16 different types, we gave you an insight to ours, our personality types, strengths and weaknesses. Let's go over what determines these. It's a questionnaire. Again, 16personalities.com. They need to fucking drop the bag for the promo we're giving them. I'm sure we're giving them some traffic right now. But Yeah, seriously. So so this is we encourage everyone to take this just to know, just to find out because it actually this one is pretty cool cuz you know your boy, I don't like this type of shit, but this is, you know, I'm very nature versus nurture, how you were raised in genetics and that kind of thing in your environment. This is this is pretty cool because it has to do with how you how you interact, how you think, how you perceive and and um, and take in information and, and all that, right? Uh-huh. It's cool stuff. So they ask these questions, and the questions you you can give one, two, three, seven different answers. You can strongly agree, agree, slightly agree, remain neutral, or you can slightly disagree, disagree, and strongly disagree. Which, for those, those have always been tough for me because I'm like, damn, I don't know if I agree or if I strongly disagree. Or maybe I agree or disagree a little bit. It was tough taking it. You really had to, like, think about. And it's like that for for various reasons. Now, there, for one, it asks similar questions. Some of the questions have weird wording. Or it'll, like, ask you a question, but then it'll ask it 
pages later in like the an opposite way. So what's an example of that one? Do you remember? Yeah. So <laughs> well, do, do you remember? Because we have them <laughs> written down. Like <laughs> you often are so lost in thought, you lose track of your surroundings. Okay. So just real quick, everyone listening. How would you respond to this? Would you strongly agree or disagree, agree or disagree, slightly agree or disagree, or remain neutral? You often are so lost in thought, you lose track of your surroundings. I can't remember what I put. We should have written that down. Do you remember what you put? I put, I think I put either disagree or strongly disagree. I'm, I am not, I am not often so lost in my thoughts that I lose track of my fucking surroundings. I, I would agree, I think. Because I'll, I'll be at work and I like can't even hear like what's going You'll on. You'll zone out. Me. Yeah. Do you think that has to do with your creative process because yeah, you are designing shit? Well, yeah. Whereas with me, I'm, I'm inputting data and, use, yeah, and I'm, I'm, we're, we're each u- at work, we're each using different sides of our brains. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's, that's why. Yeah, that's a good point. But then, like you said, it'll ask a similar question pages later. So just similar to you often are so lost in thought, you lose track of your surroundings. It may ask you something like. You often find yourself lost in thought when you are walking in nature, which is like the, the same fuck? thing. Yeah. So, and I, again, I put either disagree or strongly disagree because I am, I'm not often lost. For one, I'm not often in Walk, nat- walking, walking in nature, in nature yeah. and I'm not lost in thought. I'm usually... I'm not lost in my thoughts. If anything, I'm probably in the moment <clears throat> thinking like, oh, I'm walking to my car. I yeah. mean, walking outside's in nature, right? Like walking <laughs> down the sidewalk to the parking garage. Is it? See, I'm thinking like on a hike or something. And see, that's the other thing. If I'm on a hike, I'm probably not – and I'm going to be d- dead honest. I'm not lost in my thoughts if I'm, if I'm walking in nature. Again, this is me breaking it down word for word. But if I'm walking in nature, I'm looking down at my fucking – feet at the ground making sure i don't trip over a root or a stump or something <laughs> a root yeah i I'm, i know I I, i'm a root i'm a root boy <laughs> that's another office reference it everyone. is it is i'm <laughs> glad you picked up on it drink take a shot of beet juice i watched the office that's like the only thing i watch right now is have, just have you the seen the meme repeat of groot from Guardians of the Galaxy, but he's dressed as Dwight Schrute, and it says, no. I am Schrute. And I then, am Schrute. And How then, cute. And then the Dwight Schrute Twitter account, again, memes, says, it says, uh, identity theft is a serious crime. Oh, I actually, I think you sent that to me. Now I am Schrute. That. <laughs> That's Love super Dwight. cute. Fact. So another one that was similar to, like, it asked the same questions. Are you more... Are you more of a natural improviser than a careful or planner? You are more. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah, are you more? You are more. Because <laughs> it doesn't ask. Because it, 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 the way yeah. it asks, it sometimes has that negative connotation or a positive one, where you have to think like, wait, it, it, it said not yeah. or. So the other one is, you would rather improvise than spending time coming up with a detailed plan. It's like, and, and then you are more of a natural improviser than a careful planner. Like, you would probably answer. So, okay, for this one, you're more of a natural improviser than a careful planner. So I put disagree because I'm more of a, a careful planner. I think I put I put the slightly disagree because... That's what I put, too. Because I'm very close to that, but... But I can improvise. I can think on my feet. Yeah. And then I'm you a would, crafty bitch when it gets down <laughs> to the last minute. <laughs> oh, shit, this paper's due in an hour. <laughs> I still have dreams that I've like totally forgotten about a class and it's midterms and I just fail it. I've had those dreams too. It's terrifying. Years later, fuck MTSU anxiety. (laughs) 
post post grad anxiety. But yeah, you would rather improvise than spend time coming up with a detailed plan. But for that one, I put I put like strongly disagree because I would not rather improvise than spend yeah. time coming up with a detailed I plan. I think that's what I that's exactly what I did too. But when you when you word it as you're more of a natural improviser than than a careful planner, it's yeah. it's different. So so they ask things like that. They also have weird wording. For example, you rarely get carried away by fantasies and ideas. So again, it's not you get carried away by fantasies and ideas, agree or disagree. It's you rarely or you don't usually get carried away by fantasies or ideas. So I'm sitting there. Rachel, yeah, you have to be like, well, we'll wait. I get carried away or I rarely get carried away. Yeah, and it, it, it gives you a mind fuck. So yeah. everyone, real quick, just a answer this question. You're probably in the car right now, sitting at your office desk. You rarely get carried away by fantasies and ideas. Agree? Disagree? Neutral? Um, I think I put the um, slightly disagree, because I get carried away by fantasies and ideas. Right, and see... It's also weird because it doesn't say you often get carried or mm. or you rarely often. You know, it's that's the other thing because, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the entrepreneur in me, I get carried away with ideas sometimes, but it's not an everyday thing yeah. or an every moment thing. Yeah, the rarely, if it didn't have the rarely, I feel like you could much easily pick like strongly, agree, slightly, or neutral. You for know? sure, for sure. So then there's some really hard questions that it asks that really got to make you think. Like this one, this one's at the top of our list. What is it? As a parent, you would rather see your child grow up kind than smart. I ultimately put agree, but I mean, I don't want my kid to be a dummy. Exactly. Like, like I don't want them to get taken advantage of because they're too kind. It's but basically I saying you would rather see your child child grow up kind over being smart yeah so being nice than than being smart and yeah. that's like i almost feel like the reason i put agree w was i feel like kind you can't you can't learn that smart i feel like you can like you can Wait, hustle to get to where you need to you know don't you have to learn to be kind what do you mean? Don't you have to like learn learn manners and learn to care and learn to be kind? I mean, I think that to some degree maybe, but I just think that some people are just natural assholes that don't give a fuck about anyone. And there's no there's no change in that. <laughs> if there's one thing I've learned that this is straight up fact. This is not opinion. People who I've met that are assholes. <laughs> And not just like you know, people that are genuine assholes. As I say this with a mouthful of biscuit. <laughs> both or one of their parents, if not both of their parents, is a fucking asshole. <laughs> so I'm calling out you as an asshole and your mama or your daddy, if not both. I swear to God. Damn. That's And I feel like I feel very strongly about that. And hmm. sorry, that's the... ESFJ Aquarius in me. <laughs> Another hard one. Being able to develop a plan and stick to it is the most most important part of every project. And it's like, I mean, starting with that, yeah, but like you got to roll with the punches. That goes back to the one like the natural improviser or careful planner, I feel like. Do you remember what you put for that one? Um, 
I put neutral. I think I put neutral too. I put neutral because being able to develop a plan and stick to it, that ain't the most important part. What about doing it and finishing it? Well, I think like being able to develop a plan is definitely an important part of a project, but But you can't always stick to it. Right. I, uh, Stevie liked this one. (laughs) Oh God. Okay. So, so this, this one, fuck. If someone does not respond to your email quickly, you start worrying if you said something wrong. When I send an email, I forget about it. Unless I've snoozed it or until they reply. Worrying if I said something wrong in any email, for one, that ain't ever going to fucking happen. I ain't never worried about what I fucking say. But then if someone does not respond to your email quickly, who responds to emails quickly? No one. What's what's the etiquette for, for email response time? What do you think? Fuck, I don't know. A lot of the stuff I do is urgent, so I feel like I'm pretty on it. Right. For for me, I've always said 48 hours tops. I like Damn. I like the I like the 24 to 48 hours thing hmm. because if it's something Definitely, I guess I'd agree to that. Yeah. If it's if it's <clears throat> urgent If you're like super busy, then I think that that's like a good window. Yeah, you can if it's if if it's urgent Call, urgent call my subject. fucking call. Yeah, call my phone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but this one was weird because here's here's what I, what I have in the notes. So if someone does not respond to my email quickly, I don't start worrying if I said something wrong. I don't want them to respond quickly. Sometimes if I respond and they respond quickly, I'll wait several hours just so I can send something so we don't have to have a back and forth dialogue. Because at that point, if we're responding too quickly, let's just get on the fucking phone real quick. Yeah. So... But what if the word what if the wording was if someone does not respond to your text message quickly? Oh. You start worrying if you said something wrong. Changes it completely. I would put like strongly agree. Hell yeah. <laughs> because and we all know your boy's not the best texter. Worst texter. But I know that 98% of us our phone is if not in our hand, it's within arm's reach of us at all times. Oh fuck yeah. Uh, show of hands in the audience here. <laughs> How many of y'all bring your phone into the bathroom with you when you shower? Oh, hmm. Oh, okay, because I know we bring it in for when we do in our other business. Oh, uh, yeah. I was Definitely. like, I take my phone into the bathroom at work for sure because that's, number one, the first time I can check it without looking like a lazy asshole. Right. But um, mm, I don't know that I take it with when I shower. Okay. I, I don't I don't think I do that. Maybe it's just me. Probably maybe not. Maybe if, if I'm like waiting for, if I'm like needing to talk to someone or something, then maybe. Yeah. Point is, our phone's with us at all times. and Well, and you heard him say it himself. If he doesn't respond, his son's right next to him at all times. He just can't always respond. God damn. No, so I do the same thing. Like, I'll see a text. Sometimes I will intentionally not read them because I know I can't respond right now. Same here. And the notification will remind me later. Right. Because if I look at it now, I'm not going to respond. And then I'm going to forget to text you all. When's your notification for the reminder? Is it two minutes? What do you mean? Like, so it goes ding and then you don't acknowledge it. I don't have that set up. Okay, so mine mine gives me a two minute reminder that I got a text. Mm. Only text messages, no, nothing else. Yeah. But I'm gonna be completely real. If I can't respond, 
If I, if I cannot respond, I don't. Because I do want to value that conversation if it's text or if it's business-related. But also, and part of the reason why I have my red receipts on, oh, we went, read receipts, forgot, we determined it is read receipts. <laughs> I had my, from episode one through, one, one of the episodes one through 13, <laughs> we talked about that. But it's because I want you to know that I have accepted it. And the time spent where it says delivered to read or read is very quick because once I once I can respond to it because y'all we know that we can read the full text in the uh I have mine hidden to where you can't even on the lock even on the home screen on the home screen yeah oh wow I did that so if I'm ever talking shit about someone and they're right there oh, that's yeah. happened actually oh for sure I mean like um, every day we're talking shit about people <laughs> Phil Oh, man. There but, was one time I was on a team outing, and this one person was driving us all crazy. And mm. uh, my friend texted me about it, and the person saw. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. What was their sign? Uh, You know, I should look that up. I don't know, though. Probably a cancer. Cancer's my best match, so probably not that. Pro- probably a Sagittarius. <laughs> I remember but yeah, I mean, if again, if I'm also, I get, I ain't trying, I ain't trying to toot the old horn because it's not, it's not personal shit. It's mostly business. But I get so many fucking text messages. I don't even know, like maybe seven can appear on the screen mm-hmm. at a time. So well, like, especially if you're in a group message, that just obliterates. Yeah, it. and so if if I've if if you sent me a text message at 11 a.m. and then at 12:30, I've gotten 13 different text messages from 13 different people. Then I'm not going to see yours at the bottom until later, and I I do feel bad, but but I will be real. If if someone does not respond to my text quickly, I do start worrying if I said something wrong. And again, I think that that goes with the other stuff of me being uh, you know, the gas pedal and and all of that. Sometimes to fuck with Stevie, I'll send red at the time. Oh yeah, I'll, when Rachel's mad at me, she'll send <laughs> she'll send red colon. 657 because <laughs> i'm petty yeah not as petty as me though <laughs> uh so yeah you know ladies if you're listening to this text your boy back <laughs> <laughs> don't make don't make me feel more insecure than i am oh but not all the questions are as confusing yeah, some are really simple some are easy like you are relatively reserved you are a relatively reserved and quiet person if you can't answer that the fuck is your problem? Um, what you what did you put for you I are think a I relatively put neutral? Neutral? Because I can be both. For sure, I think I put strongly disagree, or maybe disagree. It was one of the two big ones. Yeah. Because I'm not relatively reserved and quiet, <laughs> pretty uh, obnoxious and loud. Uh, what what's the other simple question? You do not let other people influence your actions. Yeah, uh, I put. I, think I put neutral for that too. I put strongly agree. Ain't nobody gonna influence my shit. <laughs> so then, some other honorable mentions, just questions that I thought were fucking hilarious, or both of us thought were. Oh hilarious. yeah, these are good. You enjoy going to social events that draw indro- involve dress up or role playing activities. Strongly fucking agree. I put strongly agree too. Those that shit's fun. <laughs> Those th- parties should be that. 
Um, the role playing cracked me up though, because I don't really know that I've ever done like a role playing thing. I mean, I'm all That's about I'm all about that role play. <laughs> Rated X. We can do we can do cops and robbers. We can do professor, <laughs> schoolgirl, uh, UPS guy, and uh, uh, that one's my favorite so far. The you what UPS guy and yeah and uh, house, I've got a housewife for you. Yeah. Did somebody order a pizza? <laughs> Funny thing, I was a FedEx guy at one point. This one might be my favorite, this next one. You often contemplate the reason for human existence. <laughs> Strongly agree. <laughs> you often contemplate the reason for human existence. Like, just all the time. You often do. Yeah. So, like, right now, are you? I mean, Because we're, okay. talk, we're talking about literal it. with it. Like, it's not like every second of the fucking day, but yeah. Why are we here? Where do we come from? Where are we going? Why? Damn, this <laughs> you're gonna have me oftenly contemplating the reasons <laughs> for human existence. And then this last one pisses me off. <laughs> why? Uh, we'll get to the why in a second. You frequently misplace your things, y'all. I lost my keys two months ago. I have no idea. Was it two months ago? Yeah. Um, was it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was. You I thought st- you I was. Stopped looking for him. T- uh, I stopped looking a for month them. ago. <laughs> I can't believe it. Normally, I'll find it. Like I'll misplace it, and it's in my junky room. So I'll like. Yo, this girl move something. turned her room upside, upside down. Upside down. Could not find. Stevie shit. was like, "I'll help you look," and I'm like, "My room is destroyed. No, like you're not. You're not gonna find it if I can't find it." I'm trying to think creative places where she may have left them, and, and she's like, getting I legitimately pissed. Yeah, <laughs> I was actually getting pissed when he was trying to help me over text. I was so, like. Just chill. Oh yeah, no one likes that. I'm like, yo. So did you look in the couch? Yeah, he's like, well, where was it? Where you le- last <laughs> left it? I was where did like, you I'm have them last? Oh, you don't think you. I already thought of that? They're in my fucking hand last, motherfucker. I remember walking in. Elliot was on the couch. I picked up some mail that was on the counter, and I like thumbed through it first. So I put my keys on the counter. I still had my backpack on and my purse. I remember turning to walk away and then grabbing them with my left hand. That was the last time I ever saw them. But now I got that, mm. uh, what's it called? Tile? Yeah, now I got tile. So let's hope I don't lose my phone and my keys. Oh, God. <laughs> what would you do? Uh, so what did you put for you frequently misplace your things? Strongly agree, motherfucker. See, I'm strongly disagree. Everything has its place. I mean, everything, well, okay, you got me there. You're probably better at that than I do. I am. Like, everything has its place, but I'm not as good as putting it back right away. I think it's because I only interact with a few things every day. I can't lose them. Gym bag, backpack. Have you ever, well, your uh, key card is probably in your wallet, right? Yes, I leave my key card. My phone, my key card. Is on the back of it? It's all intact. Oh, yeah, because you've got the wallet thing. Yeah. Phone case. Yeah, you already know. You already know what it is. Wow. We were talking for a long time. Y'all, go to 16personalities.com. Take the test. How long did it take us? 10 minutes? 12 minutes? 13 (laughs) 13 minutes? (laughs) I feel like we were stumped on a couple of them. We tried it. We took it like at the same time so we could talk about the questions. Yeah. And again, some of them were very 
uh, difficult to answer. Well, and there were, it was funny, like the ones that you were like stumped on were totally different than the ones I were stumped on. But For then sure. once we like read back through the ones that we singled out, we were like, yeah, that makes sense. Definitely. We hope this was useful for y'all because and informative we think this shit is dope it's uh spot on it's very spot on i would (laughs) like to i would like to see what my friends are because i would like to read up on them same so y'all take it we're gonna put the link in the description of the podcast that you are currently listening to so click on expand details right there on itunes and it should come up this is dope stuff. Take the test. Find out what you are. It might make a lot of sense. It also, we didn't get into it right now because I don't think we, we even, um, we didn't discuss it. But the, you know, Zodiac and astrology stuff, the signs has uh, compatibility. Mm-hmm. So we're really interested to see, are you more compatible with your own type or a certain type? Like we said some of these all have the S in common or the F's in common or the J's in common or P's or whatever. Some of them have certain things in common, so maybe you relate better with, with those. I think especially with, um, with relationships, people that have certain ways of, of doing things, this is a great way to find out if, if you mesh well. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I, I, don't really, I don't really know. I wish on, in the past on those Bumble profiles, they would say, I am a this and i'm compatible with this yeah yeah that that's interesting maybe we could touch on that a little in the beginning of the next one so what are we doing for the next episode so we finally figured out how to pronounce it we're gonna be talking about enneagrams enneagrams which is like the so it's a numerical personality uh system that consists of nine different types and they're all like numbered yeah. So So we'll touch more on that next time. Dope shit. Thanks again for listening, y'all. Please we encourage y'all to follow the Answers Obvious Instagram account at the Answers Obvious. And since you're listening to this, you're probably already subscribed to our podcast. So we invite you to please give us a five star review. Write us a review. We will read those reviews. Some of the reviews we have are great. They're hysterical. Make it funny. Make it mean. Be savage. Just, you know, do that. give us five stars. <laughs> um, but since you're already subscribed and listening, this is your duty. This is the call of action to get a friend, a family member, a coworker. Tell them about this. Tell them about the pod. We're going we're gonna to get more of these. We're going to do some more informative stuff. We're going to do some more funny stuff. I think, I think we agree that maybe a future episode would be our, uh, our old previous jobs. <laughs> And how we got to where we are. I think that'd be a great one. But like good. yours is good. Mine's good. Phil's is really good. Holy shit. Um, but this is this is your uh, opportunity to, to spread the love. Uh, help help you help your girl and your boy out. You know? We're trying to do the damn thing here. Be a lot of fun. Rachel, where can they find you? At Rachefaceyo. And is that on the Instagram? Yeah. And you can follow your boy at Stevie G, Stevie G on Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, Venmo, and <laughs> at Tweety G, Tweety G on Twitter. And if you want to play Words with Friends <gasps> with Stevie, 
It's Creamy G, Creamy G. Creamy G, Creamy G. <laughs> and I'm Right Choice Yo. There you go. We should put that in the description, too. We should. You got anything else? I don't. Till next time. Bye. The next one is ESTP. The entrepreneur. <laughs> the weird Entrepreneur. <laughs> it's a weird word. <laughs> just, entrepreneur. No, you just go right into it. You entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. See, I feel like I'm going nur. It is nur. <laughs> you read the letters and then go right into it. ESTP. Wait, you got to give it a little space, though. Oh, we're keeping this in. This is no! too good. <laughs> Please don't. I'll be pissed. Oh, this is so good. No, it's not. <laughs> People like this. No, I don't like it. <laughs>